The only thing worse than getting sap in your eye is when you spend too much when you go shopping online. Get the best deals on everything you need and help support Survivor podcasts like this on Rob Has a Podcast when you start your shopping at robhasawebsite.com slash Amazon. Coming to you live from my apartment. It's Rob as a podcast. And now here's the guy who probably is just like one of the girls, Rob Sesternino. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to our 10th season of podcasting on Survivor on Rob as a podcast. How do you like that? Yes, that's right. And we have a jam-packed show to get you started here on the premiere of Survivor San Juan del Sur here on RHAP. Very, very excited. We are going to welcome back to the podcast for the first time since she had her baby, the great Kim Sprodlin will be with us on the show. And then after we speak with Kim, then we're going to answer some of your voicemails with the first lady of podcasting, Nicole Sestrino. So a very jam-packed show to cover the 90-minute premiere of Survivor San Juan del Sur. Earlier today, on a special Thursday edition of Survivor Know-It-Alls, I spoke with Stephen Fishback, and we went through all of your questions there. We talked about what in the heck was Josh thinking with his vote, plus a bunch of the other decisions that were made, and uh, really did some good Monday morning or Thursday morning quarterbacking of what the Survivors are up to. You can check that out on robasawebsite.com. I also spoke with Nadia this morning, Twinny. She's gone, unfortunately. Only 120 left. At least we still have Natalie there, but we are 120 short right now. But I got to speak with Nadia. Parental discretion advised. Uh, the twenties like to uh, let the language fly, and definitely that one is not for everybody. But I was dying. I was really, I was cracking up. It was so funny. And so, uh, if you want to hear what Nadia has to say about what she thinks of her tribe mates, it's very, very funny. Check that out on robhaswebsite.com. Plus, if you're of the Big Brother persuasion, and I know a lot of you are, some of you aren't, and I can't blame you. But that it was a a long season of Big Brother, but uh, it is all over. We did our big recap of the Big Brother 16 finale on Wednesday night. Then this morning, I spoke with the final three contestants. This is my busiest day of the year from the Big Brother finale Survivor premiere night all the way through getting this podcast posted. It's It's just a really big undertaking. So all those shows are now up on the website so you can check them all out make sure you don't miss any of our podcasts we're gearing up for a a big fall amazing race podcast is going to be dropping on friday night after the premiere of amazing race so uh, make sure you're locked in for everything coming your way on rob has a podcast rob has a website.com slash itunes rob has a website.com slash survivor podcast for our survivor itunes feed And if you want to see how to subscribe via RSS or any of our other shows for their dedicated feeds, you can see all that at robhaswebsite.com slash podcast or click the podcast tab at the top 
of robhasawebsite.com. Good night for Survivor last night. It came out and won its time slot overall, up a little bit from the premiere of Survivor Blood versus Water, and in a climate where all of TV seems to be eroding year after year. Anytime you can build from year to year, I think that's very good and very good for the state of Survivor. So uh, that's very, very good news for Survivor 29. I thought it was a very, very fun show and uh, very much looking forward to uh, talking about it here with you guys uh, over the next couple hours. We're going to do this every Thursday between now and up until about a week before Christmas. So we are locked in here on Rob as a podcast. Very happy to have you guys back on board. So let's jump in. I'm very excited because it's been way too long since we had this person here with us on the podcast and back to recap an episode with us for the very first time since she's brought another person into the world here she is the winner of survivor one world kim sprudlin rob kim how are you i'm good how are you i'm doing i'm doing fantastic kim but i'm sure everybody is very excited to hear from you since uh you've become a a new mom i'm sure everyone is waiting on pins and needles to hear about my maternal instincts a lot of you you have maternal instincts about the survivor cast uh, no, not oh. in particular. Do you? Oh, well, no, I don't have maternal instincts about anything. Period. Well, I don't know. Yeah, but I, mean, uh, I just always considered you one of the girls. <laughs> hey, how dare you, Kim? Just right out of the box. <laughs> there you go. That was good. <laughs> that was good. But anyway, but uh, I, you know, I'm sure people uh, are interested in, you know, in how you're doing. Every, everybody's doing good. Yeah. Okay. So this is, I, I love it. That's what I, I'm surprised how much I like it. I was really nervous. I'm like a very independent person and I really like my personal space and time. And I was nervous and I'm kind of a committophobe. So I was afraid that I was going to feel trapped and like, you know, whatever stifled. And it's been a blast. Like I'm having so much fun. I'm surprised how much fun it is. Yeah. Nicole really loves it too. Oh, well, good. Yeah. It's very, it's very, very, uh, she, we both love it. Yeah. No, it's, just, it's, it's like, it's exciting. I don't know. Okay, well, you sound excited. I am. I'm a very excited person. I can't tell if it's for the podcast or for being a mom. Uh, it's for the podcast. Okay, good, good. All I'm right. getting used to being a mom, so it's not new. All right, well, podcast. I'm really excited about. <laughs> good, I have good. So much to say. Okay, it, sorry. It was too long because we didn't have you on during Survivor Kagiyan. Yes. Yeah. And that's okay. I I feel like I just missed the last year of my life in general. Like, do you know what I mean? When you have a kid, you sort of just like you. You don't know what happened. Like you're coming out of a, a black hole. No, yeah. nobody else. No. Okay. I think that's common. I think that's common. Okay, good. Good because I'm sh- I'm glad that you said that. You feel like a year of your life is missing because it was one year ago that you and I broke down the premiere episode of the first Survivor Blood versus Water. So yeah, we're, we're pushing the reset button. It's ex- yes, exactly. So like Groundhog Day. Yeah, I don't know why you're the go-to expert about the blood versus water, but you are. We're just going to go with it. Okay, I'll go with it too. <laughs> now, last time it was because you knew like three of the people that were going to be on the season. Now, you don't know anybody that's playing this season, right? I know John Rocker. You know John Rocker? Well, no, I don't know him, but I know of him. <laughs> you know of John Rocker. But who doesn't? Were okay. you a fan of his work? No, not in particular. <laughs> you? <laughs> no. Well, I'm a Mets fan, so I'm not a fan okay. of anything he does. Oh, that's a good... That's a good reason to not be a John Rocker fan. Yeah. But Kim, I thought he wasn't that bad last night. No, he wasn't that bad. I was a little surprised. I don't know. I expected him to be a little more, 
I don't know how to explain it. I think I thought he was going to be like overcompensating for how people perceive him. And I feel like he still kind of came across like very type A, very controlling. Like when the, uh, is his name Wes, the younger firefighter? Yeah. So when Wes was called him out, he's like, might have to get rid of him. I kind of thought he was going to be a little more um, humble and laid back than that. So it wasn't exactly what I was expecting from him. Yeah, I thought he was good. And he was very good in the challenge too. And he lifted all those people up over his head. Yeah. He was amazing. He's very he's strong. Giant. Very strong John Rocker. Okay, one other thing about John Rocker is that in the cast photo, he looks to be the same height as like Alec and Drew. Yeah. But when they're standing on the mats before the challenge, he's like a head and shoulders taller than them. Well, we talked about this in one of our preview podcasts oh, that every old news. No, no, no. It's just it's an interesting thing that Corinne comes in and she does like a brutal first yeah, impression. Yeah, I just wanted to listen to that because <laughs> yes, I want to. And uh, yeah, I, I just don't cool listen to the one wants to hear what Corinne has to say always. Yeah, don't listen to the one that she did before Survivor One World. But I listen- did actually. I listened to that. <laughs> To, I listened to that live and it was actually pretty funny. She wasn't that mean to me. Okay, good. Um, so she talked about that. She felt like it was uh, Photoshop because she said that she felt like that they f- they took the two people that were taken out of the season out of it. But then I think other people have shown where there's video of it and there's That's not two weird. other girls in it. I think it's just an optical illusion for whatever it's reason. Weird. I yeah. just noticed it this morning. Those guys are just like, they have John Rocker. Yeah, he's standing like 10 feet behind everybody. Something. Okay. So who are some of the standouts for you on this cast, Kim? Hmm. God, I don't know. Is that lame? Um, <laughs> well, like it's always interesting because in the beginning, people stand out not for always for good reasons, you know. So, like the people that are memorable to me from last art night aren't necessarily the people that I think will go super far. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked Jeremy and Val right off the bat, but now I'm a little worried about Jeremy. Um, just you know, the fact that he was like so e- eager to jump up. Um, that always is a little bit of a red flag for me right off the bat. Yeah. Well, Uh, I feel like I'm of two minds of this with Jeremy, with making this alliance very early, because we saw in Survivor One World that you guys very effectively made an alliance early. And you guys... Yeah. And I actually, I thought that was, I thought he did that fairly well. I was more talking about the fact that he was so um, adamant about doing the challenge. And he was like, not only am I doing it, I should, you know, I'm the one to do it. Um, I just thought that was kind of interesting. Yes, he was very outspoken early on, but that outspokenness, you know, ended up putting him in the position to be in the challenge. And then he won the challenge for his tribe. And I think he was looked at as a guy who they could really count on early on. And then somehow he kind of ended up with Keith's allegiance through that, which was ironic and cool, I guess, for him. And I know I feel like the people really like him. I mean, I don't feel like he's in a bad place. So I I do like him. Um, I like Val. She's a little little serious right now. Well, you know, could we stay on the um, on the, the ho- other tribe? Ho- no, on the whole Jeremy thing because yeah. I think there's something interesting there. To the you know, is there a difference between the way that Jeremy went ahead and sort of spearheaded an alliance and the way that it sort of happened for you guys in Survivor One World, where from what I remember, you guys were all just sort of like walking and we're like, hey, these are the five. This is the good group. This is the alliance, as opposed to and that's you know that happens in different seasons and then there's also the the method that we saw last night where one person goes around and hand picks each person that's going mm-hmm. to be in the alliance and is the clear leader of the alliance do you think that one is necessarily better than the other in the early going 
Okay, so well, that's okay. So, did he make an alliance with the farmer's daughter? Yeah, yes, I believe did he so. approached her at some point, and they were like walking, and yeah. and he said, like, "Hey, what are you thinking?" Yeah, uh, Natalie, so Natalie, Kelly, Missy, and then ultimately Keith also were were all the people that had that sort of talk with Jeremy. Okay, what's the farmer's daughter's name? Kelly. Okay, so when he approached Kelly, that felt unnatural to me. Mm-hmm. I thought that was awkward, and 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 that sort of was one of those weird moments where that did not remind me of any interaction that I had with any of the people that I had an alliance with. I feel like, like for me and Chelsea, that was kind of a similar situation. I mean, we were literally just walking, getting bamboo, and we kind of had this conversation. It was like, you seem like a trustworthy person. I like you. Okay, let's do this to the end. There was something that felt insincere about that to me. So I was surprised when it showed her confessional, and she was like, "He seems like a good dude. I, you know, I'll, I'm happy to be in an alliance with him." Um. So I don't know. It sometimes it seems, and I don't know if it's just the way they edit it or whatever, but it almost just seems too good to be true, like too much, too quick for Jeremy going too well, you know, that everybody's so on board with it. Kim, do you think it's important to have an alliance before you guys even lose the first uh, challenge? Like, is that the the way that you should be trying to make that happen before it is necessary? I mean, I don't know. I think that would be my preference because I feel like once you do lose, it's, you know, you're leaving the challenge. Everybody's got that on their mind. Like, oh my gosh, we have to vote somebody out. And it's kind of like, I think at at that time, as people have time to think to themselves, I don't want to be the name that they're thinking of in their mind. So I I think I'd like to know that people, we kind of have an idea of who's in and who's out. But I don't know if I would seek it out. Like, I think I would. Yeah, no, I wouldn't either. Like, I feel like I would not want to be the person who is sort of like trying to make something happen. Whereas I feel like what I would want to try to do is just be, uh, you know, on really good terms with everybody and make sure everybody is liking me so that when that conversation happens, but I don't want to control that conversation. At least that's not how I would want to play the game. Yeah, it's almost like a hard thing to describe because I feel like that's the position I know I want to be in. I also know I wouldn't be really obvious about it. Like I wouldn't be in intentionally saying, Hey, you, are we good? You know, do you like me? Like, I think it would just, I would hope that that would be kind of organic because I think it's sort of like a 50, 50 proposition. Cause for every time it goes well is also the time where you sort of like are like a Francesca where people are like, Oh, well, look, look, uh-huh. look, look what she's trying to I do. See what you're up to. Yeah. yeah I guess you have to have a really good way about you. Yeah, I think so. And I feel like it's, you, I certainly don't. And again, I'm not Boston Rob, you know, I'm not Tony, right. I'm not Russell, but just for the way that I would want to play the game, I wouldn't want to try to, you know, make that be happening and be seen as somebody who's like, you know, trying to organize something Definitely. that early on. I would agree with that. But it could work for Jeremy. Yeah, I know. I was going to say, I, as you started to list some people, I'm like, I guess there are some personalities that that's the way they've done it and it's worked really well for them. I just know I don't come across well that way. So I probably wouldn't do that. Yeah. You say that Sabrina's the leader. And she was, and she is. <laughs> she still is? She still is, for sure. She still is the leader of you guys. Oh, oh my God. Yes. Um, but it's an interesting group that Jeremy put together, I felt like, because, you know, you have Jeremy and Keith and then Natalie, Kelly, and Missy. And then the people who are on the outside, you know, there's a couple of the more traditionally, you know, alpha male guys that he left out, including Drew, who I didn't think had a great edit last night. Yeah. But then also you had John. You had John Rocker's girlfriend. Uh, and then uh, who's the other person that's... Uh, oh, and also Reed, who I really like a lot. Okay, is Reed... Spider-Man. The, okay, he's who? Spider-Man. He's Spider-Man? Yeah, he's Spider-Man in the Broadway oh, oh, production. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, but I wanted to tell you, I remembered who one of my favorite people is. Who's that? John. 
which John? Not John John Rocker, Not your John favorite? Rocker. Isn't there another John yes. that played for Miss? Yeah, I like him. Sorry, yeah. I just had to, I, I just remembered his name. I forgot about him until just now. Yes, <laughs> like, he is uh, John without an H, and John Rocker has an H. Okay, John without an H. Boy, this next upcoming Survivor, Robs versus Johns, is going to be really jam packed. Now it's going to be good. It could be a tw- the first twenty four person season. <laughs> So what what is it that you like about uh, John Mish? Well, I just I I like that he's funny. He seems kind of like quirky and goofy, and he has a good sense of humor. Like when he was mocking the or imitating the baboons, and then I also like that he I thought he was really well spoken and and showed a lot of maturity for his age when he talked about his dad and his dad being sick and how he was really torn to go out. You know, I think that that's something that I know some twenty two year olds that wouldn't have worried so much about that. You know, they were more worried about getting on TV. Um, so I don't know. I just liked him. He seemed really well balanced. Yeah. Um, well, I am so as a 26, Kim. Does that change anything for you? Who's 26? John. How do you know all this? Do you have this I right? have the pay- I have Wikipedia <laughs> open. Gosh, dang it, Rob. Um, yeah, I mean, no, maybe a little. But he, you know, I don't know. I liked him. Don't try to take that away from me. Uh, I won't take it away from you. I <laughs> thought he had a good night too. Steven said he felt like he was a little douchey on the know-it-alls. Really? Yeah, but Stephen has a, a very finely attuned uh, mm-hmm. douche meter. Int- so you think it's pretty accurate? Is it a little oversensitive? It could be. It could be oversensitive. <laughs> okay. Could, it could be oversensitive because I, I didn't get that from him last night. Okay. I thought he was pretty good, but I just think it's, it's going to be interesting to me. Like, you know, we talked about that, you know, that, you know, it might be a good thing what Jeremy's doing, but I wonder what's the counter move from the other four people who aren't in that alliance when they sort of see what's going on. There's some pretty big personalities in the other four. Yeah. Because between Reed, Julie, who, Julie, who I liked, uh, Reed, who was my pick to win. And And then Julie, John Rocker's girlfriend. I'm sorry. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, she was good. Yeah, she was. She was good. Uh, and yeah, big. <laughs> yeah. All you can see, though, you know. I mean, it was just one of those where it's like, wow, there they are. Yeah, now, that's all my husband said all night. Nice boob shot. Nice boob shot. And then he'd be like, "Who's that? Who's Julie?" I'm like, "We already talked about this." <laughs> what is? Yes, yes. She's still here. I mean, what is, nothing's changed. <laughs> but this, despite that, Kim, I actually I think she yeah, uh, comes across as pretty smart. Absolutely. And, I agree. And, and she's a, a small business owner coming into the game like yourself. I didn't know that. Yeah. She runs a, a self-tanning or or not self-tanning. Spray a tanning. Fake t- spray tanning. Spray yeah. tanning. It's a big business. Spray yeah. Tanning. Yeah. So uh, that's, uh, you have to, uh, you know, if you are a, a business owner, I think that that's a, a good thing on Survivor. Yeah, it can be. You have to think of a lot of scenarios. Yeah. A lot of tanning stuff. Yeah. And she very quickly... Uh, noticed that Drew was somebody who was kind of a meathead that like was, John Rocker. Yeah. No, I was actually, I, that's, I was impressed with that. I was impressed that wasn't meathead like her boyfriend. Yeah, she's like, he's, uh, he's a boy. And what did she call him? Um, I have to look at my notes. Oh, of course you have it written down. Um, no, I really liked that. And that whole scene was incredibly funny to me with Drew building the shelter um, because it reminded me a lot of my sister making hot fudge at Christmas. <laughs> Why? Because, like, because she gets really like kind of passive aggressive about it. She always does it. And she's like, acts like she's slaving away over it. And we're like, we, you know, that's awesome that you're making hot fudge. And we're glad like we we want some, but it's not like we asked you to make it. You know, mm-hmm. so that kind of felt like that. You know, it's like we are all over here hanging out, and he just acted like he was. It was. It was just funny to me. <laughs> it was like, 
<laughs> yeah. It didn't seem particularly like a great shelter and he was just really proud that he was making it, but it didn't really seem like anybody was asking him to make it or all that excited about the, the product that he was turning out. Also very quick to talk about his experience as a model. <laughs> I don't know why that was relevant. Very, and I'm just going to go out and say a little soft, a little soft for a male model. But of course, the only male model I know in person is Jay. So that's the only thing. That's I have. a high bar to <laughs> hold up, to, yeah. hold a candle to. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. And he he said he's he's had some success. Some so. success. Now, what probably, do you think? You've probably seen him around somewhere. <laughs> Did he put on some weight to go on Survivor? Maybe so. Is that the case? Maybe he put on a good seven to twelve pounds just to. To, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying. I, you know what? I feel bad for these sort of like, you know, I gotta go on Survivor, and I'm like, you know, six percent body fat guys. I, I bet you know, and I'm being yeah. serious here because no, that has to be hard. You don't have a lot of stores. <laughs> you have lots, yeah. <laughs> you have a lot of stores to shop at, you don't but have not a lot, a lot of stores of sto- to draw on. Right, like somebody like me. Like, I could go on Survivor and, and nobody cares what I look like. They're like, please put more clothes on. They're putting me in like what? long sleeve, yeah, long sleeve shirt, long about? pants. Yeah, they're not giving. Agree, agree to disagree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't see that at it's all. It's true. So and I could I say like. about you as being very petite. No, no. <laughs> I, so I could, I could, you know, go on Survivor. I'm like, oh, let me put 15 pounds on real quick before I go on Survivor. Nobody's going to care. But, you know, the, if you're like the hot guy, now here's Drew. He's a model. And we're sitting here like, uh, yeah, he's looking a little soft, I think. Well, I think that comes with the territory when you say you're a model. People are going to critique. Like if Jay Byers goes on Survivor. Fair or not fair. And, and he puts on, you know, uh, packs on like the freshman Jay Byers 15. put on 30 pounds to go on Survivor. When? Pure muscle. Oh, no. <laughs> well, that's. <laughs> it's true. I'm not kidding. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, Ask him. Okay. Let's go back to the, uh, the other tribe, which is okay. uh, the Coyopa tribe. We'll call them yellow. Ooh, okay. I'm still learning. I'm not there yet, but. Yeah. No, I I never have the tribe names down. Like uh, okay. maybe by the merge, I'll have them down. I, I really just uh, go with the. Uh, uh, actually, no, it's R. It's it's yellow on Wikipedia, but it's orange on the show. And okay. so the uh, the orange tribe, we had this whole scenario that ended up happening where you know the women ended up going in one direction, and again, you know a thing or two about making a, a women's alliance. Not on purpose. Not on purpose. Well, you were on a tribe of all women. Yes. You didn't have no, a choice. Right. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and so uh, Nadia from The Amazing Race. Kim, you don't watch The Amazing Race, do you? I don't. Yeah. I used to, but I don't. Okay. Well, Nadia from The Amazing Race, that she wanted to get this girls' alliance going. And she's kept saying to Josh this comment of, uh, Josh, he's like one of the girls. Oh. And, <laughs> and, and not not good. And no, you know, I, I want to say that I don't, while it's a uh, offensive thing to say, and certainly Josh was offended, I don't think she meant it to no, be No, she an definitely didn't. Thing. I mean, I think she thought it was uh, being well, like, I, I think she thought that he liked it. Yeah, because... On the fact that she kept saying it over and over. <laughs> well, just to go back to, uh, you know, and, and maybe she, uh, you know, what what Nadia is guilty of is sort of, sort of like, uh, you know, looking at, you know, stereotypes where, right. you know, in Survivor One World, you guys had a situation with Colton right. who, who well, came he over. I would have loved to have been called one of the girls. Yeah, I believe he, I, I, you know, I don't have uh, the quote in front of me, but didn't he say, you know, I, wa- I want to be one of the girls or treat, you know, I yeah, want to be. I am one of the girls. Yeah. I, yeah. And I'm with you. I think it is totally just a situation where people, 
you know, maybe she has had some gay friends who, who, you know, that's something that they like to be told in the past, but it's like, I think that's why it's so important that you, when you don't know these people and you can't stereotype them and you have to just kind of go and treat every person as an individual person, you know, and not, I mean, I think you can, especially on Survivor, get yourself into a lot of trouble with these, you know, stereotypes like that, that sometimes we don't even realize we do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But she definitely uh, was tone deaf in that moment. Yes. Unfortunately. But it ended up with a sort of an interesting scenario where sort of the men ended up bonded together. The women were sort of bonded together. And then you had two people in the middle. And those two people in the middle were Josh and Baylor. And Baylor's like, I want to do what you want to do. But Kim... Ultimately, what ended up happening I know. was this is that so weird. I don't get it. It's it's very weird, and I think that we're sort of only starting to uh, it's come to light on on what's going on. Okay. So Baylor ends up voting for Nadia. Okay, which is fine. We get we get that. But then Josh votes for Baylor, which we still right. don't understand why he did that. I don't get it. It's bizarre. I mean, can you think of a reason why he would vote for Baylor? I can't. And I've thought about it a lot. It's actually <laughs> bugging me because um, I felt like, you know, honestly, I was this was one of this. They really shocked me last night. I was 100 percent convinced that Dale was going home because I just think it seemed to me that Josh was sitting in this place of like, yes, the guys want him to vote, but he didn't feel like he was a, a main part of the guys alliance to me. He felt like they were just kind of including him. Whereas I felt like with the girls, he had two of those girls, Nadia and Baylor, that were saying, like, you're my guy, you know? And so it just, it surprised me that he went with the guys, which maybe there's more to that relationship or that alliance than we've seen. But that's why it, it double shocked me that he voted for Baylor. I, I understood him maybe not wanting to cast a vote for Nadia, just out of, which I don't get. But I, I felt like maybe he was doing that just to save face with her and say, I didn't really vote for you. But then that's weird, because then I feel like you isolate yourself from the guys, you go back and they say, well, he didn't really vote with us anyway. No, I have no idea. Do you know? No, we, we don't really know. And, um, you know, Dalton Ross, uh, I guess was there at the first tribal council said that Josh switched his vote at that tribal council, but I don't think we know exactly why that ended up happening and why vote and why vote for Baylor out of anybody. The one person who it seems like he's close with. Yeah. It doesn't seem, it doesn't seem to make any sense. Do you have a theory about it? Uh, no, nothing makes I sense. Want somebody did. I, I, I guess one one theory I read was that oh, he felt bad for Nadia. That I get that. I get that. And I feel like I thought that's what happened. I just don't see why Baylor. But but, but she I seems mean, like the next other person to me that he wouldn't want to vote for. Yeah, I mean she's getting voted out anyway. I mean you're not changing anything by putting a oh, vote on I, Baylor. The only thing you're changing is that the guys maybe don't perceive you as fully with them. Yes. So I, I don't really know uh, what's what's going on there. Could he say that he got too much sap in his eye and then uh, he thought he <laughs> thought he was writing Nadia? Sure. I, I think that's as good a theory as any. I don't know. It just it's, it's very confusing. That poisonous Kim. tree sap. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't think of a, you know, maybe some last season when Tony voted for Trish and we were like, we don't understand why this is why this happened. Why did Tony do yeah. what he did? I know. I don't know, Kim. Never know. (laughs) We'll have to see. But do you think this speaks well of Josh or this is not a good sign for Josh? Unless there's like something else to it that I don't understand. To me, I I, I really like Josh and I I didn't really envy the position he was in last night because, again, I don't think you ever want to be going. I don't think you ever want to go the first tribal council as the swing vote. Like, I want to know that I'm locked with a group of people that early on in the game. Like, I think that could come in 
in handy later. But to me, it makes me feel like I'm not really like deep in either group. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but that to me was kind of a, a mark against Josh. Cause I mean, just for the reason I just said, I mean, to me, it's like, okay, if you choose to go with the guys, you better really go with them and try to get in with them. And so to cast like a random vote, um, I don't know. It seems kind of undependable. Right. Because when the guys get back to camp, aren't yeah, they going to say, aren't, aren't they going to say, Hey, what's going on? But now did they not know that Baylor was voting with them? Right. Cause the guys didn't have an alliance with right. Baylor. So maybe they'll think Josh voted for Nadia and someone else cast a vote for Baylor, like Nadia. Um, but, but I don't know. I feel like, I don't know if you feel like this, but I feel like when I played things like that always came out. Yeah. I it's don't think people let stuff rest very well. Like it's, you know, people are neurotic and so they're just digging, digging, digging. So it always seems like things come out about who dig voted woman. For what? I said dig woman. <laughs> dig woman. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I feel like that's a, a very interesting uh, question of, of what's going to happen. Now for Natalie, who had her loved one voted out in the first blood versus water we saw you know jervis had his niece voted out and jervis ends up going to the final two tyson had rachel voted out he ends up winning the game Mm -hmm. do you think that this will be a a net positive for natalie to have nadia voted out uh first i mean i don't i guess there's no reason for me not to think it will after what happened last season you know it almost seems like that person sort of becomes a free agent yeah. In a sense, I mean, unless, and I don't, I mean, I haven't really thought this through very well, but unless for some reason people see what happened last Blood versus Water and they somehow try to like correct it by keeping pairs together early on, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, I have a feeling it will end up that way again. I mean, I think I'm of two minds of this too, because it's like, hey, if like the one tribe voted off nadia do you say mm-hmm. like okay well this you know is this our cue to vote off natalie or right. do they or do you hold on tighter to natalie mm-hmm. especially and then if what if you know it's not necessarily that you guys go to the next the next tribal council so what, what i'm saying is that if now where tyson and jervis were on the same tribe they were right. they kept winning challenges and then monica was with, was with them also and they were able to say and forth Right. You know, Aris has his brother, Tina has her daughter, and they were sort of like, you know, a lot had that sort of natural alignment in addition mm-hmm. to both being winners. You know, do you do you start to have it play out the same way if there's no Redemption Island also? Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I mean, it could be I feel like, yeah, I could see it going that way where. You know, the four loved ones on one tribe get together and they say, okay, let's stay together. I just think the the interesting thing to me is that no matter whether you put people out there in pairs or not, I feel like when you're on your tribe, like you're sort of just in your own world. And as much as you care about and think about your loved one, I have a feeling that most people are kind of more in this immediate place where, you know, they're just kind of trying to make their thing work. I don't know if you would agree with that or not. Like they're not kind of planning for this like bigger picture of how it's all going to merge back together and who's going to be left. I mean, I'm sure yeah. they think about that, but I feel like I would, a lot of people are just out there trying to save their ass every day, you know, it's early. Yes. It's, <laughs> it's in the early going. And so it's hard to really yeah, think you're uh, really stressed out thinking about it. But do you think that Natalie will be able to separate herself from the whole amazing race stigma? Like what's going to happen the next time that we have two of these people go to exile Island and they talk about, Hey, how come Nadia got voted out? I was like, Oh, well, did you see her on the amazing race? And I'm sure that this story is going to multiply because I mean, I saw them on the amazing race and, and really, you know, cutthroat backstabbers is not how I would No, That's not how I would describe them. Okay. 
I don't, yeah, and I, I had I didn't watch the show, but I had like read enough to know I didn't think they were like really ruthless or anything. I I just feel like that first week people are just looking for anything. Yeah. You know, it's like if you have like you know really thin eyebrows or something. Like people are just looking for something to to have a reason to vote someone out. So I feel like that was just something for them to go off of. Right. And I I was I just was surprised. I think they're they seemed like they were going to be around for a while and they seem like fun characters. So I'm not going to be surprised if Natalie sticks around for a while cuz I think they have a a good energy and a good vibe that I could see people kind of latching on to. Yeah, I think in in the first vote, there's so much of anybody but me. Yes. And so there's, you know, every year out there with like, you know, seven or eight Sandras on the first vote. So whoever really is the first name that comes up, that yeah. could just be the person that goes home. If your name is like even being mentioned. You better break your glasses in half and start <laughs> yeah. in hurry. Did you, you know? like that, that he broke the glasses in half? Steven I felt did. like that wasn't that big a deal, but I felt like it really <laughs> was. Cool. I kind of, it's like, I didn't want Nadia to go, but I didn't want him to go either. Um, yeah, no, I thought that was cool. I mean, he was, I think I have mixed feelings about it because I liked it when he did it in the moment because I just felt like, you know, it's like when you're watching him, you're like, come on, come on, Dale, like you can do it, like start fire. Um, and then I, I wished he hadn't talked about it so much, like, you know, and I know they make you do that sometimes, but as he told the story and kind of, you know, elaborated on it for Jeff, it, it always feels a hair cheesy when someone tells their own heroic story. But yeah. I don't, you know, that's kind of a harsh judgment. I thought he did good. <laughs> yes. I, was, I was rooting for him in his fire last night. Yeah, he did a good job. And, you know, from preseason, he was talking about, you know, oh, the, the 20s, they were backstabbers on The Amazing Race. That was a little Race, melodramatic. But, yeah. yeah, but I, I feel like he's almost talking about them like they were like the second coming of Russell Hans. But and, you know, I'm like, good for him because he was on the block. And I feel like between that conversation and his fire, I really do think he saved himself. I think it would have been him if he hadn't done either one of those things. Yeah. So. Well, good, yeah, job. good, good for Hats Dale, Farmer Dale. <laughs> good, yeah, very good job so far. Uh, yeah, he's he's very good. I believe that was who Corinne. Uh, that was her pick to to go the distance. I think she really liked really? Dale. Yeah. Wow, she surprises me. She wanted to make an alliance with him because she said he was like Bob Crowley. Okay. Yeah, I, mean, I can see that. Yeah. So, Kim, what do you think of the uh, Redemption Island business? Do you do you like that they're doing that again this season? Do you mean um, Exile Island? Oh, I'm sorry, Exile Island. Excuse okay, me. No, I I thought when you say something, Rob, I just take it for, <laughs> for the for the Bible. Uh, I was like, they're doing Redemption Island too. This is like a ugly Christmas sweater party where you do a white elephant at the same time. <laughs> Where's the medallion of power? <laughs> um where's where's the one world beach yeah exactly no i like i i still i say all the time kim i think they should try one world again yeah i think it could only go better <laughs> i don't think it could go much worse they threw the baby out with the bathwater on that one i think yeah, they should they give did. it another shot i ruined it <laughs> um let's see what it exile island i don't know it always feels boring to watch yeah. Do you feel that way? Yeah, it's a little boring, especially when they're like walking around and like but boring. I kind of like it. I mean, I like the. I get why it's such a big deal because if you miss out on those conversations and you know, and just I think that getting time like that with people is huge. I mean, that's why the rewards are so crazy because it separates you from people that you feel like you need to be talking to. So, I mean, I get the uh, intensity that comes with it, but I always feel bored. Like when it comes on, it's kind of like. You know, when you're like you like you're reading a book from different people's perspectives and there's one in particular that you're not that interested in. That's kind of it's how like it, Game of Thrones. Happens. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's Jon Snow. <laughs> oh, how dare you, Kim? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I like Jon Snow. Yeah, uh, it's like Mike Snow. 
Yes. Like <laughs> Mike. Mike. <laughs> okay. So uh, when this whole thing came up with the uh, dealing with the clue on Exile Island, did did you like how Val handled it? <laughs> I did. I thought it was funny. What what would you do in that situation? I don't know. <laughs> that's why I thought it was funny. Because that's so awkward. It was awkward. God, I don't know. To be honest, and this might be something I could struggle with um, on Survivor, is I tend to, even if it's not like the, the best strategic move, I tend to choose the socially correct thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like in that instance, I probably would have at least said, hey, it's a clue to the immunity idol. I'm going to keep it to myself or, you know, like whatever. I would have tried to smooth it over a little more. But what would be the harm in showing the clue to keep Right. It's probably not going to match. And she, okay, that was the only thing that bothered me about Val now that I'm remembering. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like she went back and wanted everybody to know that she had found the clue and that she had potentially found the idol. So what would be the point in hiding that from Keith, you know? Now, did you feel like she was trying to make the tribe think she had the idol? It seemed so weird to me because she didn't have a target on her back. But I wonder, Kim, was that just like sort of like the editing trickery where they sort of like like have a shot where she... You think so? I, I don't know. Like I, I, I feel very, fairly confident that she was trying to give the impression that she had the idol. I would have to watch it again to really argue it, but it, it seemed pretty clear like that to me because she did it twice, right? This is like one of those things where it's like, you know, if she gets voted out next week, we'll ask her about it. And then if she makes it to the merge, we'll totally forget about it. But yes. yeah, it, I don't know if she was posturing. Do you want people to think you have the hidden immunity idol? I never do. I mean, I guess there are, I mean, I, I never did. There are cases where I, I get why people have done that in the past, but I didn't feel like week one when you haven't, you know, particularly heard that anybody's coming after you is the time to begin that. Yeah. And that like, seems kind of like a last ditch effort. Like, I feel like she was in a good spot where people are like, oh, Val, we feel so bad for yeah, you. And then once she's starting, starting with the hidden immunity idol business, it's like, oh, we better yeah. vote her out. It was weird to me. Yeah. Do you like Val as a contestant this season? Do you think she can go far? I don't now that I reminded myself of that. That was like a major red flag for me. <laughs> yeah. That was Nicole's pick to win the game, Val. Uh, but, I don't know. And I liked her, but... I yeah. do too. I did like her. And I do <laughs> I do like her as a person. I Like once I see something like that, it makes me nervous. Yeah. I just didn't come away from night one being like, boy, Val is... She kind of has an edge to her. You know, like even when she was talking about her relationship with Jeremy at that first challenge, like I get that they were being funny, but sometimes I think people are... She seemed a little hard. So I don't know. Let's go to that conversation that Wes ended up having with John Rocker, because I want to know if you (laughs) thought that he handled that correctly, where he identifies John Rocker and and recognizes him, that he is somebody who's a famous person, obviously, and he's pretty sure he knows who he is. And now this could go one of two ways, because you had in Survivor Philippines where Dawson is recognizing Jeff Kent and then right. Jeff Kent saying, like, I got to get her out of here. And right. then you have in Survivor Kagiyan where Wu recognizes Cliff Robinson and then they end up making a great They're alliance together. Who? Yeah. Right. So it could really go either way. And so you, you end up with uh, John Rocker with, with Wes and it's, well, it seemed dicey at first. Mm-hmm. It looks like it's a, a net positive. It's going to work out. Yeah. I, yeah. And who knows? I mean, I'd be interested to see how John's feeling about that in a few weeks. I don't think that that secret will stay in for long. Um, I don't know. I feel like if you're going to, if you're going to make a move like that with 
especially such a strong personality. And I'm sure they could already tell, you know, what type of a person he is. I think you just have to have a plan with it. You know, I don't think you just want to throw it out there and leave it hanging. Like, I either think he needs to make sure that John's with him or that enough other people know that, you know, a target's on John. But I don't I don't think I'd want to just like throw that out there and leave it hanging and not tell anyone else and kind of be like the only one with that information. If yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. How would you handle it? Would you confront the person like, let's say, uh, who's a famous person that we could put you on the tribe with? Um, Adam Levine. Adam Levine. Um, all right. We'll go. We'll go at that. I feel like he'd be a little too recognizable. OK. You want to pick someone obscure? Yeah. Melissa Etheridge. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, so you're on the drive okay. with Melissa Etheridge and you know who she is. You're a I, big fan. That's not girlfriend. <laughs> so, so you say like, hey, uh, like, uh, hey, uh, can you, come, yeah, come to my window for a second. Uh, <laughs> let me let me ask you something. But if we, would you do that? Or are you just or you just pretend? That- you know what? I'd, pr- I'd probably just wait by the light of the moon. <laughs> to be honest, I would just wait for her there. Um would I call it Melissa? Okay, I can't say because it would depend on my relationship with the person. <laughs> I wouldn't just go and wait by the light of the moon for anyone. Like, I would have to feel really confident about the way things were going. But part of me feels like, isn't that just something good to tuck away? You know, like kind of to have in your pocket for a rainy day. I mean, if there's no point in, unless you feel like you're going to gain something by it, I wouldn't just like play that card to play it. Yeah, it just seems to me like a like a waste. Though. It's like you have this sort of like piece of currency, and you just like uh, just spend it as soon as as soon as you can. Like I know who you are, and I feel like it's just the le- less you know. Right, don't just say move. it to say it. Like be going somewhere with it, maybe. Yeah, I feel like it's the same thing. Like if you sort of like recognize a famous person in public, um, yeah. you don't just go up to them, or that's not what they want, at least. Yeah. I, I mean, it's like my husband always says this, but I like it. He's like, um, you know, if you're going to confront someone or talk to somebody about something, like know what you want out of it. And so you're not just kind of like leaving it open ended. And I don't know that's kind of a weird analogy, but that's sort of how I feel about that. Like, don't just do it to do it. Yeah. And for, the, for those of you guys who are, are listening that this is uh, Kim is, is who who is that that's there? This is Michael Thomas. Yes. <laughs> the first yes. podcast appearance. This is huge. This is a huge moment, Kim. Yes, he loves to podcast. <laughs> he loves to sit still and podcast. Oh, babies love podcasting. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> since you have company, let's jump into some questions from the okay. uh, from the audience of oh, uh, as well. Oh yes, of Robin. Are you going to start off with a ding, marry or kill in front of my kid? No, or? no, I would. <laughs> I, I would not. I would not. I've moved up to like a more (laughs) respectful place now. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Uh, So uh, let's start off with uh, Levi Levi Patterson, who has a question. Uh, Who is Kim's favorite to win this season? Hmm. I'm going to go with John. John. Okay. John Mish. Yes. Okay. That's your pick. I know this could go horribly wrong for me, but I'm just going to jump out there and say it. But I'm not committing. That's just my guess. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I'm just saying, I I had a bad guess later. <laughs> no, I mean we all make bad we all make I'm bad guesses. Yeah. Now, is it because he has a connection with animals, and we know you that you are a big animal lover? That's part of it. Yeah. <laughs> I love how he was speaking to the baboons. That meant a lot to me. Yeah. Uh, if only he was he's saying. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's because he's funny and serious. Funny and serious. That's a good mix. It is. JJ Hannigan wants to know. Uh, Kim, do you still want people to use Sprodlin as your last name? 
you know, this is a problem because I know I'm the one that needs to like say, you know, and I kind of just like leave it awkward and weird. So like <laughs> some things I have, I mean, literally it's so confusing. So I don't know. I have, I'm Kim Spradlin on my show. I'm Kim Spradlin in social media. I introduce myself as Kim Wolf. All of my paperwork is Kim Wolf. So really, I still like to hear the Spradlin. It kind of like makes me a little happy. Um, but I'm officially Kim Wolf. So it's up to you. <laughs> it's up to you. <laughs> Don't make me decide what my name is. You decide. And do you prefer Spradlin or Spradlin? Sprad. I've never been. Called, well, I have been called Spradlin by like teachers and stuff and you. But I go by Sprat. I was under the impression the correct pronunciation is Kim Sprodlin. I know you are. That's I have I have on good authority. That's how it's pronounced now. And from whom? That's as as per Tony Vlachos. Oh my god. Yes. That, is, that, is he the guy you go to for last name pronunciation? Yes. That, well, we ha- we've had him on the show and he's that Tony feels like uh, he doesn't he doesn't know why he wasn't edited more like you, Kim. Uh, well, if he wanted to be boring, uh, I don't know if I'd be complaining. He's pretty popular. You know, it's like the grass is always greener on the other side of the I fence. I guess so, because I would have loved to have been edited more like Tony. Yeah. You want an edit like Tony. Uh, he wants to be edited like you. Nobody's nobody's ever happy with the edit. Oh, never. Yeah. Okay. So uh, let's go ahead and, and let's take a question from uh, from Keith. Uh, Keith K says, uh, "Playing with slash against a loved one clearly has a tug on your emotions. It makes it harder to keep yourself in check." On one world, did you ever feel like you were getting close and a family type bond uh, was being created? Uh, and if so, how did you check out from it? No, never family. Like, I mean, really close, close friends, people I cared about, people I didn't want to hurt, but never in the same way that you feel about your family, you know? Not even Troisanne? I, I don't want to. <laughs> not Troisanne. Um, no, but I cared about them a lot, and I, I really do do love them, and I'm still really good friends with a lot of them, but I do think there's something with your family that just kind of takes it to a different level. And I do, I do, it does not interest me to play Bud versus Water. I think that looks really hard. Like, I want to just be able to go out there and be an asshole and not have to worry about it. And I feel like if you have somebody you really care about with you and it's going to impact them, that would be really hard. Yeah. I, they could not really interest me in a blood versus water season either. I just, uh, it just, just <laughs> hard and stressful. Yeah. It does not seem very I fun at all. Emotional. Yeah. I try to avoid being emotional. Right. Because I think that, you know, we saw when you when you played in the game that it did seem like you were sort of uh, able to separate your emotions from the game. And yeah. then uh, they really are in the forefront in this blood versus water season. Yeah, well, I feel like it really comes down to like if you really believe it's a game. Like I really understood why Jeremy was super bummed out yesterday with Val because that would really suck. It was very, it was very hard to be in that yeah. position to say, you know, do I want it's to win like, the reward? Feel super bad and selfish if I did that to Brian. I I just have to say this because uh, like I know Val was like like hey game on let's go let's yeah. let's go but uh, let me just tell you this was my wife believe believe you me whenever whenever this game was over doors it was no game on let's go she's like oh i can't believe you beat me in the in the you said let's go yeah well i was thinking i would i don't think i would have reacted like that i think yeah but i i don't i don't like to fight in front of people so i probably would have acted like it wasn't a big deal but that would have pissed me off because i'd be like you stupid arrogant 
had to volunteer, you know. <laughs> yeah, you so, think you would blame him for getting us into just, this mess. Can't just hang back. <laughs> yes. Uh, I think that's a good point. That, yeah, uh, he was very mouthy early on, Jeremy. Yes. Okay. Uh, this is from Scott Chupak. And Scott wants to say, Rob and others. Is it Chupak or Chupak? <laughs> I believe it's uh, Chupak. Can you call in Tony? Yeah. I, I believe it is Scott Chupak. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm ready. Sorry. He says that Rob and others have been saying that Derek from Big Brother played a Sprodlin esque game. No. How- How do you feel about your name becoming an adjective? Do you like being thought of that way? You know, it's fun because that doesn't ever happen in my real life. Like, I don't go to the grocery store and someone's like, ah, very Spradlin-esque to let the person go from behind you and check out first or, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I I like it, but it it feels like it's not really real. (laughs) Like it only happened that one time. Okay, so uh, are, do you endorse uh, Sprodlin-esque as a verb? Absolutely. Well, what does or, it mean? A- adjective, adjective. What it, does it mean? I, I think it means to play play the game as a first-time player and play a very dominant game where you're really never in danger the entire time and oh, be yeah. seen as the person who's controlling, <laughs> but not necessarily the overbearing person. Okay, where, yes. Yeah, where you're not like the you know the Boston Rob, where you're really calling the shots. But really you, good. You're, you're you're the per, you're the person who is in charge, but everybody isn't really quite sure it that's what's going like, on. Yeah, you got really lucky. You know who's saying you got lucky? Me. No, I I, I approve of that. I just wanted to make sure it didn't mean something bad, like the it, reach around. I just found out what that. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I, just, what? I found out. I found out what that meant on my TV show. So I'm trying to just double check my meanings when I get the chance. Okay. No, I, I, if if that's what Spradlin esque means, then <laughs> then that's very that's bad. Yeah, it doesn't though. We just clarified. Okay. Aaron Shaw wants to know, uh, if you were to return to Survivor with Tony, Spencer, and Cass, who would you want to work with or against and why? Now, what, were your, what was your take on Survivor Kagiyan? Because we didn't get to talk to you all season long. I really liked it. Yes. Um, I was really torn. I, 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 I ultimately liked Spencer the best if I probably had to choose someone. Um, but I think part of that was just the scenario that he ended up in and that he was an underdog and he made it so far. Um, but I, I really liked Tony as well. And I thought he deserved to win and I enjoyed watching him. I never wanted to see him voted out. I wasn't like a huge cast fan based on her edit, but like, you know, when I see her on Twitter, she seems like a very nice, cool person. Okay. Um, I think she's just no nonsense, which I do usually appreciate in real life. So I couldn't choose. It'd be too hard. I would let them choose. <laughs> you'd, let them, you'd let them choose. Okay. <laughs> Just right. in case that's what they have in mind for the next season. <laughs> All right. Well, that's... Cass and Tony and Spencer. Kagiyan and Kim. Kagiyan and Kim coming this fall. I do. Listen up, everybody. Spencer, Tony, Cass, Sprodlin. It's all, <laughs> it's all happening. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, let's take let's take another question. Uh, Daniel Monroe says, "How much of a weenie move was it for Josh <laughs> to vote for Baylor? Uh, is this a guy that can be trusted when he can't make a hard choice? Would you constitute that as a weenie move? What <laughs> Josh did? <laughs> I love the I love it. Uh, the word weenie. I think that's funny. <laughs> I 
you said that. Um, I don't know. I can't say because I don't get it. And I keep like wanting to maybe assume there's more to it. But I have a feeling probably there's not. And so I should just say, yes, I think it was a terrible move. And I don't think it benefits him in any way. That's the bizarre thing. Like, I think it was just a major screw up. Yeah. Maybe you just panicked, you know? I don't know. It just it doesn't make sense. And it, and if it doesn't make sense, no, that either either he's either he's dumb, which I don't think is the case. I don't or, either. That's the problem. I really think he's a smart guy. Yeah. So I, there has to be some reason. There has behind to be something it. magical that's going to happen <laughs> behind it later that we're all going to go. Oh, I think eventually we'll figure it out. Hey, I can't wait. Okay. Um, so this is an interesting question, Kim. This is from Edward Morris. And he says, do you think that there's been a swing since you played with dominating men winning the last uh, few seasons versus the Sophie Kim Denise era? Uh, was there an era of Survivor where there were women winners in a row and now we, uh, that's over and now we're in the dominating men era? You know, I don't, somebody brought that up to me recently, how it seems like uh, people tend to win in like, you know, in a row like that. And I don't know if there is something to that or if it's just coincidence. Somebody should do some type of a smart chart about that. Yeah. Now, isn't it also true that you said that Cochran is part of the dominating women era because he's like a girl? I never said that. You didn't say that? No. I thought, I thought you texted that to me last night. Oh my god! <laughs> I, I was... think of him as like a girlfriend, but it's not. I didn't say that <laughs> ever to you. Or maybe, maybe that was Nadia. Oh yeah, no, for sure. Major weenie move by Nadia. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a real, a real weenie real move. Weenie move. Yeah. Uh, this is from uh, Jack Zinda, who says, uh, "What are the chances this season of a team giving up immunity and going to tribal council? Do you think that'll happen again this season?" I don't. I don't think we'll ever see that again <laughs> in the history of the war of the planet. I don't think that'll ever happen again. Okay, uh, Kelso, yeah. I, I don't think it'll, I don't think it should have happened once ever. Yeah. Okay. Just, just checking. Uh, Kelso Edwards says, uh, "Kim, can you say my name? It's Kel Sherman." Kel Sherman. There you go. Kel Sherman. We have the same initials. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Depending okay. on what my name is. If it's Kim Spradlin or Spradlin, you're good. Jared Updike wants to say, uh, after having a child, congratulations, would you play in another season of Survivor? Uh, would you do a, an intense Legends or all winner season? So, Kim, ha- have you retired from Survivor now as a mom? I love pretending that this is actually something people somewhere are thinking about besides me. Uh, <laughs> what are you talking about? Just, Jared Updike just asked. Uh, so Jared and I. No, I would love to play again. That sounds so fun to me. And that's definitely the type of season I would want to do would be like an all-stars or heroes versus villains or something where it's all returning players. I cannot now imagine doing it. Yes. Like now I just, part of the way I feel like to do well at survivors just to be like really like at peace and centered and like anxiety free and like excited to be there. And I have a feeling I would just wake up every day and feel guilty. And I'd be like, crying and saying what a crappy mom I was in all of my confessionals. And I just can't imagine that being good. So the only way I would want to go is if I felt really good about going. Yeah. I can't imagine that happening for a while and I want more kids. So yeah, it's so, hard for me to imagine that that will ever happen. So you would be like a Dawn Meehan now and you would just be like very weepy. With the socks? <laughs> With the socks. What about the socks? I thought that's what you meant. No. Yeah. No. I mean, I hope, I hope I wouldn't be that emotional. I just know myself. 
I don't think I would cry a lot. I just think internally I would be kind of a wreck. And I don't think you can be like this awesome presence on Survivor if you're like personally a wreck, you know? Whoa. Oh, too much? <laughs> I think I, I misheard you. Okay. Uh, Matt Ligori says, I'm sure Kim heard Val say, the women need to stick together. Let's make history. As if there wasn't a successful women's alliance just five seasons ago. Kim, was your women's alliance not successful enough for Val or has she never seen your season? I don't know, but I don't falter. I think she was just trying to like really get in there with a great motivational speech and get those girls fired up. And I think she looks like she said the right thing because they went with it. So... Maybe she hasn't seen it, though. And I could tell this morning I interviewed Nadia on our show, and I could tell that she didn't know. She had never seen me before either. (laughs) Kim, I didn't know you do uh, exit interviews with the Survivors. Well, we just started the season. I I pitched it to my producers, so every morning at, like, we just, they Skype in, and I get to ask them a couple of questions. Yeah. Uh, So so how did that go? It was really fun, actually. Everybody was really fired up about it. And none of the people I work with have ever watched Survivor, so they all watched last night. So that was just fun to actually have people to talk to about it at the office this morning. Yeah. So it was fun. She was, like, super candid and, like, really unfiltered. Did she curse a lot? She cursed a couple of times, which is awkward because it's morning TV. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I liked her, like... um, and she was just, she was a little, not harsh about Josh, but she was really sticking with her guns about that. And, yes. You know, that he was a queen and she can't believe he didn't like it. And, um, and I think that the thing that was interesting that I found out is that that surprised her. She had no idea that, that that had bothered him at the time and that he had said those things. So I think she was probably a little caught off guard. Yeah. I wasn't really ready for that when I, and I've interviewed them before for the amazing race. Yeah. And I, I just, be apologetic. <laughs> I, oh my gosh, I had no idea. Yeah. Know? No, she, they, uh, they, they were really, she, she was really, uh, sticking <laughs> her guns. <laughs> yeah. And I really, I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't prepared. Like, no, he really doesn't want to be called a girl. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if I was ready for it to be a disclaimer podcast. Yeah. Yes. yes, but uh, what do you? I'll, I'll look forward to tuning in for that if it's not already up. Good, Kim. Is there any way that this is online that we could see what you're doing with talking with the survivors? Oh, yeah, probably so. Let me check the website and see because I put it on Twitter and then somebody was like, "All right, well, you could tw- you could uh, send it to me after the fact." Yeah, I'll put. You're gonna have to put a link in. It's like it, the station is kens5.com. Okay. And then when you go to kens5.com, there's a link at the top that says Great Day SA, and then it should take you to it. It's Ken's 5, as in, like, the owner of the TV station is Ken? Well, I don't know if that's really the case, but yes. Like, not, like, Ken, like Barbie and Ken. Yes. And he's your boss? Yeah, he's really fair. (laughs) Ken is a very fair guy. (laughs) Okay. Well, yeah. good. I'm happy. I'm happy to hear things are working out well. Working for Ken. Sure. <laughs> um, but, okay. Uh, He's a little bit of a wiener, but <laughs> uh, uh, Edward Morris also wants to know, Kim. How do you feel about coming in fourth on the RHAP Greatest Survivors of All Time poll? I didn't know I did come in yes, fourth, Kim. You <laughs> never. Who the hell were one, two, and three? Uh, it was Boston Rob, Parvati, and Sandra, and uh, I believe Parvati was one. Boston okay. Rob is two, and then uh, I for, I could have that wrong, by the way. Uh, Sandra's three, and you're four. It's surreal. No, surreal was six. Uh, it is very surreal, and and then I realized like the people that are on your podcast that are voting. I mean, those are like my people, you know. Yeah. Those are the only people in the world that know my name, <laughs> which is amazing. <laughs> Kim, why are you like the Rodney Dangerfield of Survivor? 
compared to Rodney Dangerfield? Yeah, you have like such a like a low self esteem about your survivor. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a big Rodney Dangerfield fan. <laughs> you don't see any. You don't know what I'm talking about. Well, now I'm going to be googling, you know, his his uh, performances and seeing how humble he is. Yeah. All right. Well, here's here's one uh, for you. Uh, this is from uh, Eric. Eric Betzler says, Kim, I think your Survivor game is overrated. Your thoughts? Me too, Eric. That's so weird. <laughs> Who, I never said it wasn't. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, Kevin Kickham uh, wants to say, if you were on this season, who would be your Chelsea and Sabrina? Does it have to be girls? No. I guess. I mean, it depends how you define well, your Josh, Chelsea and Sabrina. Josh. Yeah. John. <laughs> Not John Rocker. Um, John and Reed. John and Reed. Okay. Adam Epler says, animal lookalikes, go. No, damn it. <laughs> this happens every season. And then I always say, I'll look them up and I'll send you a document <laughs> and post it on the website. Will you look Will you look them up and post it on the website? Well, I'll do at least four. <laughs> at least four. Okay. Uh, what about John Rocker? You have to know what John Rocker looks like. What animal is John Rocker? He looks like John Travolta. John Travolta? Yes. Do you not think he looks like John Travolta? I don't know. I, I didn't think of John Travolta. John like Rocker that. looks exactly like John Travolta. Yeah, but should he have said that's who he was instead of John Wetland? Potentially. Like the young Tron, John Travolta or John Travolta now? Probably younger, but not much younger. Maybe like 10 years younger. Okay, we'll have to do a side-by-side. Side. no spring chicken. <laughs> I don't I don't know about that one. What do you mean? How old is John Rocker? He's uh, got to be 45. Yeah, uh, I don't know if he's 45. Me too. He's got to be 42. Yeah, probably. I'm trying to think <laughs> like what? Like uh, in 1999. Uh, I, I don't want to put you on the spot. I yeah. can tell that you don't want to say anything bad about John Rocker. <laughs> it's not that I don't want to say <laughs> no, anything. No, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, Kim, I'm a Mets fan. All, all I want to do is say something bad about John well, Rocker. That's I what just... you said, but I don't. You're not taking the chance to say he looks old. So <laughs> I don't think he looks like he's like uh, in his late 40s. I don't either. <laughs> I wasn't trying to say that. But how old is John Travolta? Like 50, maybe five. I don't know. I think John Travolta is older because I feel like John Travolta was in the you know in the 70s was in his 20s. That's true. Yeah. Okay. You're right. John Travolta is older than I once thought. <laughs> like, I don't know. I feel like John John Travolta when he did Grease was like as old as John Rocker was when he was playing baseball. That's true. Okay, you're right. I take it back. I don't know. John Rocker's not old. Yeah. I wish I'd never said that. All right. So, is he one of uh, John Travolta's loved ones? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I I think that would be interesting to look into. I mean, there has to be some type of a relation. I've never seen two people look so much alike. Well, Big Brother did this past season where they had somebody on the show. You know, you know this uh, Ariana Grande, the mega mega pop star. I I do. Yes, her brother was on Big Brother this season. Really? Would you, would you want to see Survivor do that and you know take like Melissa Etheridge's daughter and have her be on the show? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I think no. I think that's really interesting to see famous people's loved ones. Well, yeah, because then they would come to the finale, and then it's like, uh, yeah, uh, come to the finale because we're gonna see Melissa yeah. Etheridge will be there at the finale. <laughs> this is kind of like Survivor's way to kind of like up it a little bit, you know, <laughs> kind of move up, up, up. It's like if you know somebody has a famous brother or sister, and you invite them to your Halloween party and hope that the famous person will tag along. Yeah, they should have had just had Tyler Perry's son on the show. 
Yeah, it's not too late. <laughs> I don't know if Tyler Perry has kids, uh, but I think that that would have been... got to have something, some type of a family member that could go. Yeah, what would you rather see? Tyler Perry's kids or Tyler Perry's idol on another season of Survivor? I would rather see Tyler Perry's kids. Yeah, you didn't like the Tyler Perry idol? You know... It's not that I didn't like it. It's just that I don't know what it is. (laughs) That's what Tony had last season. What are you talking about? The the (laughs) super-powered idol, Kim. So it's going to play by itself? No, no. That was the twist that Tyler Perry invented, the twist that, remember Tony had the special idol? Right. That was Tyler Perry's idea, and that's why they put it onto the show. You're kidding. He texted Jeff Probst. How did I miss this? You had a kid. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, I saw Tyler Perry at the finale, right? Yes. In the audience, but I missed That's why he was there. Says, How come I have ideas and I text Jeff and he doesn't do them and they're really good? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. There. I don't know. Do, you, do you make movies also like Tyler Perry? Um, <laughs> no, I don't. No. Okay. Uh, this is from uh, Katrin Stultz, who says, "How closely is Kim following Survivor? What other reality or scripted shows uh, does she like?" What does that mean? Scripted shows, like <laughs> shows that like aren't like show? Survivor. Any show? Yeah. Uh, so let's see. Well, I recently watched Orange Is the New Black, House of Cards. <laughs> okay. And Sherlock. Oh. But I know that's not really what she wants to know. I always watch The Bachelor and I deny it adamantly, but I do. <laughs> and I think that's it. I kind of started watching American Ninja Warrior this summer. I thought that was kind of fun. Yeah. And I think I would I would like to think that I would be good at it, but I know I wouldn't really. I'm too like lanky and I would probably like throw my back out the first time I like jumped onto <laughs> one of those things. Yeah. Um, I've never I, got into the American Ninja Warrior. It's kind of fun. You watch a lot of shows. Not American Ninja Warrior. Uh, it's a full time. Oh, doctor. what about Naked and Afraid, Kim? I, can't I, do, I almost I forgot do. to ask you about that. Did you now, did you watch your former uh Survivor One World co star, Michael Jefferson? I did. Yes. I did. So many things come to mind. Um I first well, let me all, just I set this up. Was... Let me just set this up in case people don't know about this. <laughs> okay. That that Kim's Kim's very good friend, Michael Jefferson, <laughs> that she named her baby after, uh, <laughs> that he appeared on yeah. the Discovery Channel show uh, <laughs> uh, Naked and Afraid. Which is which, amazing. In which, I don't know if, you've ever, if you'd seen it previously, but if anybody doesn't know what that is, you get dropped off in the middle of like some like survivor-like environment, completely naked with a person of the opposite sex, and right. then you just have to live there for 21 days, and they come pick you they up in 21 days. It's worse than Survivor. Yeah. Do you agree with that? Is it worse than Survivor? It has to be so much worse. Oh, it's a million times worse <laughs> looks, than Survivor. It looks horrible. One, Survivor horrible. is a game that you're trying and to win a million dollars. Sick, and these people don't get anything. Yeah, they just draw. You get to bring like no. one item. You get they to bring. Get sick. They get like malaria and stuff. Yeah. Um, I thought it was one of the worst episodes of Naked and Afraid I've ever seen. <laughs> Why you've seen a lot of them? I don't mean that bad to Mike. Like I felt like Mike got dealt a really crappy hand, and I could tell from like thirty seconds in that we were in big trouble because he was like in Africa, right? Yeah, uh, Botswana. The Botswana breakdown is the name of the episode, but. The girl he was on with was like a bartender from New Hampshire or something like that. And she looked like she'd kind of had a rough life. Like that's how I would like she just looked like she'd really been through some things. Yeah. She ha- happened to have blonde hair. And so she, the first thing she says is like, 
I know I'm a blonde, and when people see me from 20 feet away, they think, oh, there's a blonde. She must have everything she's ever wanted. And, you know, it was just, like, totally off. You know what I mean? Right. Like, nobody's thinking that. So how did he hold up? Is this making sense? Yeah. Sometimes my stories don't. <laughs> no. So, so how did Michael hold up on The Naked and Afraid? So you haven't seen it? I didn't watch it, no. Oh, my God. Okay, so she quit the, first, the second day? So what happens? Does he just have to do it by himself then? So yeah, so she quits. He's out there by himself till like day 10 or day 12. And then he gets like, he wakes up one day and he's like, oh my God, I have kidney pain. And they tell him that he's not sick enough to pull him. And he's like, I'm going to go anyway. <laughs> so where did he go? Home, home. And the producer's like, so you're just going to walk off? And he's like, yeah, I'm good. But he's in Botswana. He's just going to walk home from Botswana? No, they come and get him. Like same thing. They like pull him out of the game and take him and feed him and all that. But I don't blame him. I mean, I think that would be, and it was just sad. He's like out there by himself trying to do it. And he's like, sure would be nice to have a partner to do it with. I'm like, I guess, yeah, at that point, you're just like anything, you know? I don't understand why anybody wants to go. Is he just, do people want to be on TV that bad? I don't know. Well, did you talk to him? No, I didn't. Did anybody talk to him? I see Kat post a lot of tweets about uh, promoting that he was going to be on it. Yeah, well, Kat's a good promoter of things. (laughs) that are going to be on TV. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't, understand, I don't understand why he did it. I don't know. I have <laughs> no idea. Oh, well, he did say, he did say that his brother died. When Mike was 15 and his brother was 16, his brother was killed. And so he said, you know, he always wants to do everything he ever gets the chance to do because he thinks of all the things his brother never got to do. So he yeah. just likes to take all these opportunities. Uh, so he was going to do it for his brother. And then the day that he quit, he had a dream. And he said his brother was just laughing at him in his dream, like kind of saying like, Mike, <laughs> you don't need to do this, man. Yeah. And I thought that was awesome because that's what I would do if I were going to visit someone in a dream. I'd be yeah. like, get the hell out of Botswana. What are you doing? Yeah, your about- kidneys hurt. Why don't you check out Naked Dating instead of Naked and Afraid? <laughs> Maybe just jump on Tinder or something. Yeah, something like that. That's what, I, I don't know. Um, all right, but that's, that's, that's good. I did not see that episode of uh, Naked and Afraid. It was a brutal, brutal uh, hand that Mike got dealt with the bartender from uh, New Hampshire. Yeah. Oh, my, oh my God. Um, Christopher Shelton wants to know, uh, why, why do more Survivor contestant women whose biography appears on the CBS site seem to admire Parvati's game more than yours? I think uh, Danny Boatwright is an underrated Survivor winner, too. Uh, yeah. And so, well, this is an interesting question. Uh, why don't more women say, I want to be like Kim Sprodlin in their bio? The first thing that comes to my mind, because it must not be that I'm not cool, is that uh, I think when Parvati was on and winning, you know, I feel like Survivor was maybe not at the height of its popularity, but close to, you know. I mean, I watched Parvati and knew everything there was to know about Parvati and thought she and Amanda were amazing and followed their whole thing and their whole story. So, and I think also just like maybe a lot of girls kind of identify with that more flirtatious feminine, you know, versus like how I came across, which was like really cold and strategic. Maybe that's just a more appealing thing to think of yourself as. Yeah, I think that the the poverty thing is a lot easier to get when because I used Spradlin-esque as, as a verb and you didn't even know what it meant. No, no one does. <laughs> yeah. Well, they they do now. <laughs> they do now. But if you said, "Oh, she's very poverty esque," you said yeah. that you get People that. It's like, oh, she's flirty and funny. Yeah, it's, it's no, a brand, so it's easy. It's easier to it's easier to get. Uh, yes. Who who else? Who else is a verb? Who else is a verb? Cat. Cat's a verb. Just you don't even have to say esque. It's just cat is a verb. <laughs> yeah. You got catted on. <laughs> Whoa. 
Oh no. It's true. Now, you said you're out on Ding Mary Kills now, right? <laughs> it's always so tempting, but <laughs> <laughs> right now. Uh, we'll res- respect you as uh, as as yes. a mom. I'm very mature now. Okay. All right, Kim. And last last question from Brian Edwards, who says, uh, "Which pair do you think will be the last one to stay intact?" Oh gosh, <laughs> you got a one in eight chance to get this right, Kim. I know it's so much pressure. The last pair to stay intact. Yes. I'm gonna go with Reed and Josh. Reed and Josh. Sure. Just because I have to choose someone. I think it's going. No way of knowing. We have no way of knowing. Um, I think it's it's got to be somebody who's like non-threatening. You have to find a, a non-threatening oh, pair. That's good. That's smart of you, Rob. And I, I feel like maybe it's, like the mother daughter. Yeah, mother daughter, or I feel like you know, like Dale and Kelly, something like that. I'm worried about Baylor right now after Josh wrote her name down. Wonder, yeah. I want to know. I'm worried about what's going on there, so that's why I didn't pick them. Yeah. Um. Did Nadia say anything about Baylor when you talked to her? She did not. But I didn't. I only got to. T- I got to ask her like three questions. Oh, so man. it wasn't like everything I ever wanted to know. Because you're on TV. They don't have time for. No, uh, it's these- very like, and it's very. Um. Nobody's ever probably seen this show before, so make sure it makes sense to the whole audience. You know. Yes. The tough. Yeah, it's very like uh top level stuff. Yeah. Very. This is not like this show. We're we're bottom level. Very bottom level. We're at the very bottom level. Um, all right. Well, Kim, th- thank you so much for coming. I know that you are uh, super busy with with work and with trying to uh, manage with the uh, with the newborn baby. Um, so, Kim, thank you, thank you very much. I really oh, appreciate you. The- I absolutely love doing it. Thanks for asking me. I'm always honored, and it's Good. a blast. Well, I appreciate you taking the time for us, and I, I know everybody who's listening does too. Yes, I hope everyone enjoys hearing my baby cry and scream. <laughs> yeah, look, well, look, I I totally understand as a as a new parent, and I know what that's like. So, um, you know, I, I appreciate you make, making the time for us. We would rather we would rather hear from you with a baby than not hear from you at all. Thank you. Yes, I'm glad to know that. <laughs> and uh, Kim, where can people follow you on Twitter? Twitter, oh, at Spradlin Kim. At, at I think Spradlin Kim. Yes, at Spradlin Kim. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I said. <laughs> well, Kim, thank you so much. Send me that link so people can I uh, can oh, tell yeah. people to check out your interviews too. And uh, yeah, good luck with everything going on with Ken. And uh, we can't wait to talk to you again. <laughs> Thanks, Rob. All right, take care. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. All right, everybody, there you have it. That was the great Kim Sprodlin back here on Rob Has a Podcast. And now we have a very special treat to go from one new mom to another. Here she is, the first lady of podcasting joining us back here on the show. And of course, it would not be a 10th season celebration without her. Here she is, Nicole Sesternino. Hello, everybody. That was quite an intro. Well, Nicole, this is our 10th season of Survivor Podcasting. We started on Survivor 2-0, and this is Survivor 2-9, and this is season number 10. Cray-cray. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Isn't that crazy that we sat here and talked about, or we sat in a different place? and we A different sa- place, yes. And we talked about Survivor Heroes versus Villains, and now this is the 10th season. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it, it is crazy. Time flies when you're having fun, right? Time time flies when you're having fun, especially, and also time flies today when you are having uh, a lot to do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, when it's the day after the Survivor premiere and the 
big brother finale time also flies very fast on that day also. Yes, this is one of the few times I've seen you today. Yes. Well, I've been been very, very busy today, but uh, it's all been worth it. I feel like we've gotten a, a lot of good stuff. And uh, Nicole, when you listen back to the podcast with Kim Sprodlin, you're, you're going to really be in for a treat. Like I always do. Like you always do. You never, <laughs> that, amazingly, five years, you've never missed an episode yet of Rob as a Podcast. Why would I want to? This is like episode number 955. Never, you've never missed one. Never missed one. Never missed one. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Nicole, anyway, it's very fun to have you here with us to get your take on the finale i'm sorry the premiere of survivor <laughs> get let's your not, show straight <laughs> let's not get ahead of ourselves and then also uh we're going to listen to some voicemails my favorite from the listeners of robin's podcast and we're also going to uh check out what the survivors are saying on social media the best part of the show the best part of the show of course and maybe not a ton from the new survivors because they're on a blackout, allegedly. <laughs> yes, they've been muted. They've been muted, allegedly. And the former survivors, though, will have to pick up the pace. I don't think that'll be hard for them. It shouldn't be too hard for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we jump into the voicemails, I want to take a moment and just a mention here at the top of the survivor season, season number 10 for us. We have been very lucky over the past since January when we launched the Patreon page on Rob has a website.com because we started doing, or I started doing the podcast full time. This is what I really want to be doing. And, uh, you know, we've had such great support from the patrons of Rob has a podcast. And so I don't talk about it a ton, but I do want to mention it here at the top of a new season because we are probably going to do anywhere between like 50 to 60 hours of Survivor podcast between now and the end of the week. No, Uh, (laughs) uh, in all seriousness, between now and the end of the season, you know, you figure, you know, 13, 13 weeks and, you know, I'm doing like at least four hours of Survivor shows a week between between now and then. So if you want to jump on board, this is when it's going to be very, very fun to be a patron because you get to be in the patron group on Facebook. You also get access to the once a month patron cast where you get to call in. Uh, it's This is the right time of year to uh, get on board with that. And so what I did over the summer was I made a new video. I hadn't changed my video on the patron profile page since I first launched it back in January. So over the summer, I got to uh, have some time in the on, on green screen and I worked on a video and I tried to make it entertaining. It's very fancy too. I tried to make it entertaining for you guys. So if you're a Survivor fan, fan at least uh check out the video even if you don't want to be a patron because i think uh we tried to put some entertainment in the video (laughs) for you Uh, unlike the last video which was uh you know there was like captions or whatever i tried to spruce it up but Mm -hmm. this one tried to uh at least uh at least give you a laugh along the way so if you want to check that out that's at rob has a website.com slash patron rob has website.com slash patron and click the video to check out what we're talking about all right you ready to jump into some voicemails nicole let's do it all right let's do voicemails and i gotta say nicole the maybe rob has a planet was a little distracted with either the big brother finale Mm -hmm. or you know it's a long summer and it's sort of like you know everybody is still sort of like getting back into the groove we did not get a ton of voicemails this week 
And also, it's it's partially because we didn't do Survivor Know-It-Alls on Wednesday night. Also, Rosh Hashanah. Uh-huh. Rosh Hashanah as well. So, we didn't do Survivor Know-It-Alls on Wednesday night, so I didn't say, hey, everybody, remember to send in your voicemails. Yeah. So, Step it up, guys. Step it up. Well, I, th- I think, you know, you have a whole summer goes by and people forget. It's like, uh, you know, it's like when you back go back to school, it's like, well, I forgot I have homework. Uh, yeah. So, you know, we have to get back into the grove. Of course. The uh, grove? Gr- no, back into the... <laughs> Back into the groove, Nicole. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we'll we'll do that. Uh, not one hundred percent sure I'm going to be able to do voicemails next week. We'll be on the road. Uh, we're we going a busy week. We're going back to New York. We have uh, a birthday party coming up for Dominic for Big D for Big D. Big D turns one. That's the hashtag. Yes, that's the hashtag. <laughs> yes, and then also not for us here. Okay, again, no, that's not the hashtag for the podcast, <laughs> right? But also, I'm going to be in New York for the show at the Gotham Comedy Club when we do Survivor Know-It-Alls live. It's sold out. It's already sold out. So, uh, so fancy. I, I will be doing the regular podcast uh, next week. Not sure how I'm going to do voicemails, but I'll probably figure out a way You'll to do it. You'll figure it out. We'll figure out a way to do it. So let's kick things off on season number 10 of Rob Has a Podcast with one of the great voicemailers of all time. Here's Matthew Forsyth. What is up, Rob and Nicole? Matthew Forsyth here. So, I'm a huge fan of overreacting and making predictions way too early. So, after the first episode, who do you all think is in the best position to win this game? Uh, thank you. Uh, bye-bye. 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 You know, Nicole, I, I was so silly that I didn't even ask you what you thought of the premiere when you sat down in the chair. It was very good. Yeah. Do you like that it's blood versus water again? I do. Yes. I do. Why? It just it adds it adds to the show. You like Blood versus Water better than a regular season of Survivor? I think it's different. Yes. I enjoy it. Yes. I will say I do enjoy it. Yes. Do you what, enjoy it? I I think that there are elements about it. You know, I think sometimes it gets a little bit too much about oh the emotion. It does get sappy. It does get a little sappy and not the kind in not the in the and not in the way that makes Josh's eyes get very itchy. <laughs> not the kind that blinds you. Not the kind of <laughs> blind sap eyes. Yeah. Well, it does that too. No, that was like a big thing with the sap. Yeah. Yeah. That who who knew? I've never seen that on Survivor before. You know, one of the trees outside our apartment, it it uh, sap falls from the tree. And so, what does I'm that a little mean? nervous. So, how do you can you tell when it's the good sap and when it's like the bad sap? Like the good sap, like you put on your pancakes, right? Yes. That's the delicious sap. Yes. How can you tell when it's the good sap and how can you tell when it's the bad sap? I think if it when it starts like burning your skin, that's probably not the good sap. So you have to test it. Yeah, you stick your tongue out and yes. test it. I'm lucky that there was no bad sap when I was on Survivor. You're lucky. There was bad spiders, right? Yeah, well, so Heidi got bit by a bad spider. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Nicole, Matthew wants to know, have we found any people that we think are in great positions to win after one night now your pick was val before the season did you feel good about val after her first night performance um i yeah i I don't know if i feel as strongly as i did uh, before the season started not as boston strongly not as boston strongly okay what about you well, I, my pick was Reed. I don't see any reason. He got no airtime. He did not get very much airtime. He got a little airtime in the beginning. Uh-huh. He was a little lippy, too, with Jeff in the beginning. He was yeah. like, bring it on. We're ready. We're ready to go. You don't say that to Jeff. Yeah, I think that's bad karma to sort of say, like, whatever you got, give it to us. Mm-hmm. Give it to us. I'm like, no, uh, I, I've had enough. <laughs> keep it. Keep, keep it. it. Keep it. <laughs> but I don't know about that. But 
I feel like I'm not going to change my pick after night one. I do think Josh got a better edit yesterday. You thought Josh had a good edit? Yeah, than well, what I had initially thought. And what was your read? Not to no point. No. What was your read, R E A D, on the Josh vote? Why did Josh vote for Baylor? Was he just trying to not have any controversy? I mean, why would you go on Survivor and then when it's time to vote somebody up, that would be controversy. I don't know. That would make controversy. That didn't make any sense to me. It didn't make any sense. And he didn't want to be one of the girls. You know, oh, he didn't want to be one of the girls, but he voted for one of the girls, but he didn't vote with the guys. Yeah. I mean, that seems like you either vote with the girls, vote with the guys. There's no third thing. Well, did he just not have, you know, the courage to make a decision and say, I'm with this person, this group? I don't know. Also, there's this video where Dalton Ross was filming Jeff Probst and Dalton Ross talking about how uh, he said that when I guess when he voted that he was changing his vote. Oh, really? I don't know. Was that a buckle under pressure like my read vote early? I don't, I don't, what pressure? Why would, why would he change his vote from the person that was getting voted out to the person who was his closest ally? I don't know, but he says he's a fan. Would would a a true fan do something like that? No, no, I don't know who would do something like this. Well, obviously Josh would. (laughs) So I don't know. I felt like Josh had a pretty good edit throughout the show. But then then. this is, this is a, I'm bum puzzled, Nicole. (laughs) Bum puzzled right now. Yes. So that that I don't know about. So who else do you feel like is in the winner's edit bucket? Like, let's just go through the people real quick. Yes. And I did this with Otis last mm-hmm. last season premiere. We talked about uh, who are the potential winners. Uh, by the way, Tony was not on the list. So that was a fail. I do not believe Tony was on our list of potential winners. You did not use the bedazzled to taboo buzzer. Well, I think that Rob's taboo buzzer on uh, is a little. Uh, he doesn't like that. There's another buzzer. Oh, controversy! <laughs> there's controversy in the buzzer department. Oh, also, boy. I got a new. Bu- I got a new buzzer. Uh huh. It's very taboo, fancy. Rob's taboo buzzer on Twitter is like uh, it's like if you have a dog and then you got another dog. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. The, the like, two taboo buzzers are not getting along. Can I There's use that one? N- <laughs> no. Can that be my buzzer? You can't have any buzzer because I, I take it that you're probably like a Rachel Riley with the buzzers. How dare you? Yes. How dare you? Yeah. All right. So uh, let's just go through the, the tribes uh, real quick. All right. So uh, on the orange tribe that they went to tribal council, let me just give you people. You tell me, are they, are they a potential winner, not a potential winner, or you don't know? Okay. Okay. Uh, Nadia. No. Okay. That is, that is correct. <laughs> Okay. Then also there was Baylor. Is Baylor a potential winner? Um, I don't think she's a potential winner, but she did come across pretty good. That, well, that's that's all we're talking about. She could. Is, is it possible? Third week in December, Ooh, we're talking to already. Baylor. Well, we got to have rules here. <laughs> we have to have structure on the show. So Baylor, not a not a no, winner, no. not a potential winner. Okay. Well, then what about Val? Val still in the mix? She's still in the mix. Okay. I'll give you Val. Okay. She's still in the mix. Uh, Jacqueline. No. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Okay. Then uh, who are, then we go over to the men there. Okay. Josh. No. You say he's not in the mix. I don't think he's in the mix to, to win. I think he just came across better. I'm not ready to rule him out quite yet. I, I, I don't think that he's, he's not eliminated yeah. yet after the first episode. 
Okay. Okay. But he doesn't strike me as a, yes, he's a winner. Right. Alec. I'm, I was about to say who? <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'll say that Alec is not, not in the mix for yeah. the winner. Was John, he even on the show yesterday? A, a little bit. A yeah. little bit. John Rocker. No, no, no. That's right. No. John Rocker <laughs> is not in the mix. Uh, Dale. It's possible. Dale, yeah. Possible. He's, he's possible. That's going to really uh, excite Corinne. Yes, she liked, she liked Dale. She got a lady boner. <laughs> no, I don't think she had a lady <laughs> no, boner no, <laughs> for Dale. Uh, and Wes. No. No, I, I think you're right about that. So who are the people that we said? So we, uh, out of the whole tribe, it's only Josh, Dale, and Val. Val those mm-hmm. are the only people that are potential winners? Wait, there's still three people. Okay. Then let's go to the other side of things. Okay. Okay. And then uh, Jeremy? Um... Possibly. Did you like how Jeremy was making all these alliances? Um, I didn't like how he was just always like, Val needs protection. Someone's got to protect Val. She's a cop. Yeah. She protects people. Okay. She protects and serves people. Yeah. Back it up. Back it up. So you didn't like that how Jeremy was too overprotective of Val? I I think it's very sweet. He wasn't overprotective when they had the challenge (laughs) against each other. Yeah. He forgot. Yeah. Yeah. What would happen if we were on uh, Hero Island in the in the Hero Battle Arena? And you sent me to Exile, Exile Island? Yes. Do you think you would ever hear the end of that? No, I would not. <laughs> what if I beat you in the challenge? You wouldn't. <laughs> what if I did? <laughs> but you wouldn't. What if I did? You wouldn't, though. Okay. All right. So I think Jeremy is still in the what mix. What if I sent you to Exile Island? Then I would go to Exile Island. I'd go find the clue to the immunity idol, and then I'd come back and get the idol. Would you pout? No, I would just go look for the idol. <laughs> okay, so then we have Jeremy. I think he's a potential winner still. Yes. Okay, we have Drew there. Which one's Drew? Drew is the guy who was building the shelter who said he was a model. He's oh, Alex's yes, brother. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, he is. Dumb and dumber. Yeah, he is not in no, the mix. No, no. What about John? John Rocker? Not John Rocker. John that's on the tribe with Jeremy. Which one's he? He's the guy that was talking. He's Jacqueline's oh, okay. uh, boyfriend. Um, he was with the monkeys. His dad has the, the brain, brain tumor. tumor. Yes. Um, I wouldn't say no. Yeah, the answer is yes. He's still. He is still not. He has not done anything to make you say no. This cannot be our winner. Yes. Okay. And remember, we got this wrong about Tony last season. <laughs> okay. You got this wrong. I didn't. <laughs> All right. Uh, then we also have on that tribe. Uh, we have Keith. Wes's dad. Wes's dad. Wes. Wes's dad. So he went to Exile Island with Val. Yes. Yes. Um, wouldn't rule it out. He's still in the mix. Yeah. Okay. So we're on the same page. Yes. Uh, so he. So he's in the mix. Uh, and then uh, we have John Rocker's girlfriend. No. I don't know. I. I'm not gonna ready to rule her out yet. She hasn't done anything to make me say she's out. I thought she came across smart. You just liked her because she wore a buff with no bra. Um, for the record, I don't believe anybody has ever worn a buff with a bra. Uh, for the record, I think you're wrong. (laughs) I'm wrong about this on Survivor or a bikini. You wear, you wear, why would you wear a buff over your bra? Okay. Go back and watch it. Cause I know that there was somebody wearing that on this very episode. (laughs) So it? it it was a blonde chick. Yeah. Yeah. Go back and watch. Okay. Well, See, that proves my point. You were just looking at that. <laughs> okay. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, all right. So Julie is still in the mix. Yes. Okay. Um, I, 
I don't want to call her the Julie that sucks yet, but she's not. That she's <laughs> she's who, who give Julie Booby. Yeah, give me the order, uh, the ranking of Survivor Julies. Julie Barry is number one. Oh, yes, because Rob okay. loves her. Julie from Survivor Redemption Island with Russell's the Julie that sucks. Which one is that? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then this is the Julie in the middle. Yeah, she's in the middle. I would say I don't even remember the other one. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so then uh, who else is who else is in that group? Oh, you have Missy. Missy can't win. No, Missy can't no, win. No, no, but she's uh, sweet. What about Natalie? Uh, possibly. Yeah, I don't think she will, but uh, I'm not going to rule her out. Yeah, yet. she hasn't done anything. You have to do something to get crossed off the list. Yeah, they're funny. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, what do we have in this tribe? And Reed, we have Reed also. So yes. we have more potential winners over on the Blue Tribe. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, and that's Reed, Julie, Natalie, Jeremy, uh, John, and Keith. So six potential winners are on the Blue Tribe. So half the show is already eliminated. Yes. So that we know that half the show already can't win. And of these people, I still <laughs> feel how it works. I still feel good about Reed. Um, I felt like the person that got the best edit, I felt like was Keith out of all these people. Yes, but he had a good edit. Um, Nicole, we did a podcast earlier in the week with the great poker player, Jason Somerville. Uh-huh. And I spoke with him. And uh, one of the things that he tracked, he tracked a bunch of survivor statistics. And what he said was statistically, one color buff has done worse than all of the other colors of buffs. Is that right? That is right. And that buff color is the orange buff, uh-huh. which was the losing tribe again this mm-hmm. week. Orange is the worst buff. Orange is the new black. It's also the worst buff. <laughs> black is actually the, a good buff. It's a good buff. When black is the new buff, that's good. When orange is the new buff, then that's bad. Now you're confusing me. No, that's just trust, trust me on this. I also uh, shout out to the Mets here that even though they put John Rocker on this season, uh, they made orange and blue buffs, which we like very much. <laughs> So very good. Yes. Shout out to the Mets with the new with the new buff colors. Mm-hmm. So oh, John Rocker, less um, obnoxious than I thought he was going to be. Uh, he wasn't bad last. He night. wasn't. He, he was, was on his best behavior. Kind of likable. He was on his best behavior until he went on Twitter. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Yes. But he he was um, pretty crazy in the challenges, right? Yeah, he was beast mode. At the end of the day, John Rocker is beast mode pitcher. <laughs> I actually, I faced John Rocker 19 times in my career. It's Caleb. It's Caleb, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Gotcha. Um, let's take a call from Chris from Maryland. Hey, Rob. This is Chris from Maryland. Uh, just a quick question about Josh's play. Um, he was a swing vote and didn't go with either voting block. So does that make you think he's more of a target or less of a target? Because people still don't know which way he's going and think they might be able to uh, get him to work with them. All right. Thanks a lot. Bye. So Nicole, he was the swing vote, Mm -hmm. but then he voted for Baylor. So do you think that he will be more of a target or do you think he'll be okay? I don't think he's going to be okay. I think that he's definitely raising some eyebrows. Like who is this guy really with? The thing is that he was supposed to vote with the guys, but Baylor was supposed to vote with the girls. So I'm not sure exactly uh, what's going on. The other thing that I picked up on in the video that Dalton Ross did with Jeff Probst was that they mentioned how Baylor and Alec were kind of a thing. Oh, really? Is that what we predicted? 
Um, I I thought we predicted Wes and Baylor were going to be a thing. Uh huh. But it's, it sounds like so it sounds like it's going to well not if you're Wes, <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds like that um, Baylor and Alec are going to be a thing. So what do you what do you want to call them? Uh, Balak. Mm, yeah, Balak is good. Yeah. Okay. So Ailer. What do you Ailer, like? It sounds like bo- like booze. <laughs> I like that one better. Oh. It's Balak. It's Balak. <laughs> okay. So if that, no, if that's starting to be a uh, a romance, I mean, they showed us the thing with Josh, but is it possible that Alec told her what to do? Told Baylor what to do? So you think they would have showed that? You would think they would have shown him. Maybe it didn't happen on camera. Maybe. I don't know. So I don't know exactly what happened, but if if Josh voted for Baylor, but they didn't think that they had Baylor's vote, then are they, do they even know something is up? And then are they like, did one of the girls vote? Did like, did Val vote for Baylor? So there's just could be a lot of confusion right now. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense no matter how you try to figure it out. So yeah, I don't know until we see a secret scene or, and the other problem here is that at the end of the episode that did you catch this? I don't know. Did you watch the previews? Um, no, I didn't. Okay, so normally, of course, they do the uh, next time on Survivor. Mm-hmm. This time they did this season on Survivor, and it pissed a lot of people off, and myself included. Spoiler, right? Yeah, because it was kind of spoilery. It's like they what they do like on like this season on The Bachelor. Yeah, and it's like the whole like like f you, well f you, mm-hmm. uh, wow, you wow, know, wow. yeah, and it's like you know I don't even know what's going on, but somebody's saying like uh, like I can't believe you did this to me. I can't believe I can't believe it. Like it's like okay, well then you know this person's. Gonna be right. you know you like unless there's like a hundred fights next week and it's like you know so i'm trying to like block it out of my mind because i don't want to know about it oh good i'm glad i didn't watch it yeah but so we don't know that if it was like if it was like next time on survivor it's like and the guys are really pissed off at josh so we really don't know if this is going to be a thing or just not a big deal at all yeah if it's like a throwaway mm-hmm. so a lot of intrigue heading into the next episode of survivor Ooh, la, la. yeah i hope i'll be able to follow it all at the uh at the gotham comedy club i hope i won't be too distracted by what yeah, nicole it's very hard to be able to pay attention to these things sometimes and then also talk about it. i know that but isn't everybody gonna be watching it everybody's gonna be watching it but not everybody's gonna have to talk about it right after so you're gonna take notes you have to take notes everybody else can just like enjoy themselves i mm-hmm. have to like uh be like what do they say what did they say who was that who was that <laughs> well i don't want to sit next to you then yeah well i know you don't want to sit next to me <laughs> but are, are you going uh i gotta see what's going on with babysitting yes okay like, and what do you mean by that? Well, I have to figure. I have to figure things out because I'm sure that you could find babysitting if you needed it. Well, we'll talk about this okay. later. <laughs> all right, all right. I think I have my answer. Okay, no. <laughs> all right. So let's go ahead and uh, let's take our next question here from on the voicemail. Okay, uh, this is uh, this one doesn't have a name attached to it, uh, but I know it comes to us from Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Okay, here we go. I want to know how I get involved in the live conversation on Google Hangouts. Thanks, Rob. Bye. Okay. (laughs) What? I I think we need to hear that again. I want to know how I get involved in the live conversation on Google Hangouts. Thanks, Rob. Bye. Okay. Uh, This person wants to know, how do they get involved in the live conversations on Google Hangouts? I don't know how. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. know. Have Have you been on Survivor? Do we have any survivors from Oklahoma? Do we know? Do, do we know who that is? 
what is they, this? They knew me. Mm-hmm. They knew me. And they took the time to call you. I don't think it was a wrong number. No. So somebody wants to be involved in the live conversation on, on Google Hangout. Oh, I thought he said, why is he involved? Like he was like too good to be involved on the Google Hangout. No, we don't know who it is. Uh huh. It's just somebody that wants to be on. I think you know who it is. I don't know who it is. Why would I, why would I keep that a secret? Because that's, that's what Rob does. No, but, but it, it doesn't make sense. That's why it's not what Rob does. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense why I would, I know who it is, but I'm not going to say. You're always trying to put one over on us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Bazinga, everybody. <laughs> that's my friend, Joe. Gotcha. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I knew it. Let's go ahead and let's let's take another uh call. This one comes to us a little a little closer from back home. Uh this one's from Miniola. Ooh. Hi Rob, it's Matt Bogus from Miniola and a thought just occurred to me while watching the premiere with knowing that one couple dropped out and leaving us with only eighteen people. At least you wonder why this mysterious couple hasn't gotten any notoriety yet, considering the level of notoriety that Melissa McNulty got when she quit Survivor Fiji at the last minute. Could it just be like a timing for alternatives? Could it just be that change the systems or or whatever maybe mysterious process CBS goes through these days? That's all I want to know, and I'll see you at the Gotham Club next week. I'm looking forward to meeting you. I'll see you there. All right, Nicole. All right. So uh, the question here is Mm -hmm. the mysterious missing women from Survivor. The the mysterious lesbian sisters. Again, (laughs) other than Corinne. (laughs) That's that's where I'm getting it from. Other than Corinne, I don't know if anybody else is reporting that they're they're lesbians, the two (laughs) missing women. Yes. I don't know where she necessarily got that information from. I'm not saying it's it's not accurate, Mm -hmm. but... I, Maybe I have, they're lesbians, just not with each other. <laughs> okay, well, what would that matter? Assuming <laughs> they're not a lot. It's blood versus water. They're just are they, are they sisters and lesbians? They're sisters and lesbians. Okay, well that's that is some casting gold right there. <laughs> so are we trying to find these people? Lesbian sisters? Are we trying oh, to find yeah. the two women that were on Survivor that aren't on Survivor? Mm-hmm. Apparently, are they allowed to talk to us? Let's find them. Probably not, right? Well, they weren't on the show. Yeah, but they probably can't talk about it during the season. Mm-hmm. Um, but but why sounds not? like a good off-season podcast? Yeah, that would be good to hear. Like we were, and and you know they'll be like, we we were supposed to win this season. We had this. We had this. It was all set up perfectly for us to win because we would have voted the person who wins. We would have voted them out the first day because they were on the plane with us. Oh, they and you know us. what? The last thing we need is any more Survivor know-it-alls. <laughs> yes, it's the last thing we need. <laughs> So it'll be me, Steven, and uh, and the, the lesbian sisters. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're the smartest lesbians around. <laughs> uh, so well, that would be fun to talk to them at some point. But yes. I don't, I don't know if they even want like they might just be over Survivor. Mm-hmm. They might not even want to talk to anybody. No, no, it all is over Survivor. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. They never even got to play though. Mm-hmm. There is like some woman also that like claims to be um, she like wrote a book too that she claims to be like the 17th 
survivor from survivor of the amazon oh really and she, yeah she claimed that like she was like they kicked her off at the last second and they put like shauna in and she like wrote a book about it like <laughs> did she say that she would have won i think so <laughs> i think so um but it, it really is like crazy like she wrote a book that she says she was supposed to and, and and nobody can verify if this is accurate either oh uh, this should be part of the uh, rob has a podcast uh, survivor book club <laughs> survivor book club what else is in the survivor book club uh the the boston rob rules the br rules the specialist sure. costa rica job yes, yes. there's got to be more 49 laws of survivor well, yes. yes of course <laughs> and then this lady's book mm-hmm Oh, my God. You got a whole summer right there. That's a, that's a whole summer. That's a lot of reading. All right. Uh, okay, let's go ahead and uh, let's take a, another question. Uh, another one from New York, Nicole. All right. Bye. Hey, Rob and Kim. This is Daniel Ehrenberg from New York. Um, I was calling because watching the show last night. It was making me very anxious watching Jeremy making tons of alliances on day one of the game, and that usually worked out horribly. The one notable exception being Kim. So I was wondering what you think his chances are to take this to the end, and if he has a Chelsea or a Sabrina on his tribe that he can work with. Thanks a lot, Kim. You're one of the best. And Rob, I will see you at Gotham next week. Alright, bye. Well, how Everybody's disappointed coming. is he going to be Everybody's when he finds out, out for now. <laughs> Yes. Okay, well, yeah, we did not get to voicemails, uh, <laughs> voicemails with Kim. I didn't even listen to the voicemails before I mm-hmm. did the interview with Kim. Anyway, so I'm sorry. Sorry to disappoint about that. But we have... Sorry a, you got the flop. We have another woman here who knows just about as much about Survivor as Kim Sprodlin. Yes. 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 That, that's really... If you were going to rank the women of the world... That goes uh, Kim Sprodlin and then Nicole Sestrino right underneath Kim in terms of really, really close wealth (laughs) of survivor knowledge and strategy. Okay, so, Nicole, do you think that Jeremy, do you think that Jeremy can go all the way to the end with his alliances? With all 20 of them? Yeah, well, he has a five-person alliance. And, and on paper, that's pretty good, right? Uh But they're not all in the same alliance. They're not all in the same alliance. Uh, What do you mean? Well, aren't they individual? Yeah, but I think that then he would tell them, like, hey, we've got five. Okay. It's not, like, I don't think anybody's going to say, well, I didn't know that Missy was in the alliance. You never I don't know. People in, get mad. I don't want to be in the alliance with, with Missy. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be in the alliance with Keith. Yeah. That guy sucks. So do you, well, do you think he can wrangle these people or do you think he's going to get caught up? Because we see this a lot sometimes where people make the alliance early. It never ends well. well. It does end well. What about, what about Boston Rob? What about? Uh, well, you're saying that, this, that he is like Boston Rob. Who said that? That you're saying that it worked out for Boston Rob. Right. So it'll work out for this guy. But Boston no. Rob has. No, I'm saying it, 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 sometimes it works out and sometimes it yeah. don't. Right, but you have to have like the Boston Rob skills to pull it off. Sure, I mean Boston Rob's not the only person that that has that has done it, and, mm-hmm. and it's worked. Of course, uh, we talked about with Kim that she was part of an alliance uh, very early on. Coach formed an alliance on day one that ended up taking him to the end. Of course, he didn't win his right, season. but the, all these people are great survivor players. Yes. Well, what do you th- what do you think? Could Jer- could Jeremy be somebody who de- who takes this group all the way to the end or do you He think- seems a little too intense. Yeah. I wasn't feeling it with Jeremy. Yeah. I felt like he was going around running around a a, li- a little bit too much. Yeah. Like I think that you- that there is something to what you're saying where I think that like uh, if you're in like a group of people 
Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey, you know, I'm really like feeling good about this group. Right. Like this should be the alliance. Right. But that's not what he's doing. No. He's like running around and like I make an alliance with this person, make an alliance with this person. And the person that really uh, comes to mind, uh, do you remember Zane from Survivor Philippines? First one out? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. You do remember. <laughs> uh, that's what it almost felt like yeah. to me. Mm-hmm. So like the person that's going around like, hey, you should have an alliance with me. You should have an alliance with me. You should have an alliance with me. Yeah. And then I wonder if is if. Jeremy, is he saying to people like, hey, you're part of the five, you're part of Firefighters Are Us, or is he saying like, hey, it's me and you, let's have a final two? I think it's more of that. I don't know. So uh, that is, that's going to be interesting to uh, to follow as we go along. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's take another voicemail here. I think we might have to go out of New York uh, for this one. Okay. We always do. All right. Uh, let's go uh, to Houston. Last vo- last voicemail we have. I told you it was a light voicemail week. You guys got to step up your game you guys, here. You guys got to step up the voicemail game. Hey, Rob. This is Zach from Houston. John, at first, John mentioned during the episode about his father having a brain tumor. And at the end of the episode, or for the preview for the next episode, they showed us, or they showed us that someone would quit. Do you think this is fortune-telling by Survivor? Thank you. Nicole, do you think that potentially we'll see John want to leave the game, a la Jenna Maraska, Survivor All-Stars, and uh, want to leave the game to go and be with his dad? (sighs) Um, That's a possibility, having a dying parent, but he doesn't strike me as someone that's going to quit. Yeah, I don't think we're going to have that again. And, you know, I watched those um, Survivor All-Stars episodes. I happened to watch it over over the summer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that was kind of like a crazy thing with uh, with Jenna, where it was sort of like she just like was like, uh, yeah, I, I, I made a big mistake. I got to get out of here. I don't get the sense that's what John is is going to happen. Yeah. So I, I, you know, is somebody going to quit this season potentially, but I don't think it's going to be him. And I don't think it's going to be because uh, he wants to go home to be with his dad. Yeah. It's probably one of the girls. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. Um, well, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. All right. Um, Nicole, are you ready to uh, jump into uh, our next segment? Nicole, I don't really have any uh, out of context, inappropriate comments from Jeff Probst. Did you it's notice any? It's all your fault. It's my fault. It's all your fault because now he knows that we're looking for it. Yeah. I, I think you don't like blaming. <laughs> Isn't that your thing? Everybody knows it's your fault. <laughs> yeah. It's my fault. I ruined it. Mm-hmm. I ruined you it. You ruined it no. for everybody. He's, not, he's saving them. Oh, he's saving, oh, is that what he's doing? He's saving them. Uh, so, I, so I don't have any inappropriate comments from uh, Jeff Probst, but I just do have one clip that I pulled that I, that I really, really love that I think that from now on, I, th- I think I just want to follow you around the house with, <laughs> w- with this as much as I can. Uh, next time. That, uh, I know exactly what this is. <laughs> Dig woman. <laughs> Dig woman. Dig woman. <laughs> Dig woman. I will punch you so hard in the face. <laughs> yeah. Next time you're uh, in the kitchen mm-hmm. and uh, loading that dishwasher. <laughs> Dig woman. Yeah. I, what do you think of that? I don't like it. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe next time you teach like a boot camp. Dig woman. Oh, I, I will I will say that to my my boot campers. Yeah. I'm gonna Dig say that to you, woman. Dig woman. Uh, Oh, 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 you know, I don't appreciate being called a woman. Yeah, because you're just part of the girls. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I don't appreciate that. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that's like the worst. Ask anybody. That's like the worst thing you could say to me. Yeah, it is. Dig woman, dig. Dig woman! You're digging, you're digging yourself a big hole to get out of, <laughs> first lady of podcasting. <laughs> okay, woman. <laughs> Okay. All right. Uh, let's talk about some of uh, what's happening on the social media. Of course, uh, the the survivors themselves are not supposed to be tweeting. How long do you think that's going to last? Uh, well, we'll we'll see. We'll be we'll be keeping an eye on it. Yes, we'll be keeping an eye on it. Um, I'll tell you what. Who I'll tell you who's excited for Survivor to be back. Who that would be? Uh, Russell Hance's friend uh, Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yeah. Yes. He says, uh, okay, at Jeff Probst, I have new favorites already and the return of Twinny. Hashtag addicted. <laughs> hashtag survivor. How, how do you like that? That's funny. Yes. The Twinnies are, are, are uh, the object of Jimmy Fallon's affection. Yeah. They get a, they even get a hashtag from him. Yeah. Oh, my God. Jimmy Fallon. I can't believe he's watching Survivor. What name would they call him? <laughs> I don't know. What they give out. They give him names. They're always calling them people something. Yeah. I don't know if they would have a name for uh, for Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's that's cool for the 20s. Yeah, it, that it, is really cool. Is Jimmy Fallon a amazing race fan also? Uh, apparently. Apparently. Who, who knew? Um, Spencer tweeted. um, Keith only knows Jeremy's name. Uh, hashtag Team TV only didn't know Jeremy's name. <laughs> Look, Jeremy. <laughs> who's Jeremy? <laughs> okay. Uh, Spencer also said, uh, back off, Drew. No one can ruin a shelter as well as Jatia PhD. Mm. Watch it, Spencer. Watch what you're saying. Watch your back, buddy. Watch your mail, too. Watch it. Watch that. Um, and Spencer finally tweeted, uh, team, come on, Twinny. <laughs> uh, Twinnies are a lot of fun. I, it's very sad that we only have half a 20. We only have half a 20, but I wonder now, like, what if, what if Natalie goes really far and now like, will will Natalie she wants to roll solo from now on? Yeah. What if she's like, yeah, I'm going solo now. She can't do that. I'm, I'm, I'm riding solo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Dig woman. <laughs> she didn't. It's just, oh, it's gonna be a long season. <laughs> Twenty, come on, dig woman. <laughs> but what if? What if that happens? I Nicole? could see that could, can happen. Could the twenty split up? Could Natalie be the Beyonce of the twenties to <laughs> Nadia's Kelly Rowland? Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah, definitely. So I, I'm kind of hoping this happens. Dig woman. All right. <laughs> Dig women. What? <laughs> Throw your shovels up at me. Yeah, good one. <laughs> good one. <laughs> All right. Uh, Nadia tweeted, okay, the uh, the Kelly Rowland of... Is she allowed to tweet? Yeah, she did. <laughs> <laughs> she did. She did, but is she allowed? Yeah. Uh, now, if, if she's the Kelly Rowland of Survivor... Uh, now and they sang "I'm a Survivor." Mm -hmm. Does that work even more? I guess so. Yes. <laughs> why, why are you so annoyed? <laughs> Sorry, I'm bothering you with my talking about the twenties and and Destiny's Child. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Nadia said, "Hey, when life gives you lemons, don't make lemonade. Make margaritas, bitch." Hashtag Hey girl. Hashtag <laughs> F word my tribe. Uh, and then she had a picture of that. Now, somebody pointed out. She now, seems very angry. Now, actually, 
she was very positive in the episode. Mm-hmm. And she said, hey, when uh, life gives you lemons, uh, don't make lemonade, make margarita. Mm-hmm. But Nicole. Yes. Don't you need limes to make a margarita? I, I, you do. <laughs> so what do you, what do you do? Then you take tequila shots. <laughs> yes. So I guess could you just make a like lemon drops? Lemon shots? drops. Yes. Shots? Yeah. Good. Sure. Now you're thinking. <laughs> now you're thinking. All right. Uh, Sierra Easton, star of the original Blood versus Water. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, she tweets, seeing your loved one cheer when you lose sucks. And then you put your big girl's panty on. And vote out your mom. And figure S-word out. <laughs> big woman! Yeah. So there you go. So Sierra, Sierra, she knows a thing or two about having to dig deep, Nicole. Mm-hmm. She knows... She knows you have to dig deep, especially uh, if you're a woman. Yes. Because it's survivor is not easy. And Jeff Probst tells you to. Yes. You have to dig deep mm-hmm. uh, for, for a woman. Um, so Sierra says, hey, we'll see about that mother-daughter bond at Baylor Wilson. Do you think that they're going to vote each other out? I do not think that will be no, the case. No. Only, only Sierra could vote out Laura. Yeah. I don't think that Baylor will vote out Missy. I don't think so. We'll see. I don't believe that will happen. Um, Jeff Probst said, uh, Survivor, so happy you guys are liking it. Good emotions so far, right? Exile and Blood versus Water, deadly combination. Why is he always talking about emotions? Because Jeff's an emotional guy. He's in touch with his feminine side. He, it doesn't have to be a feminine <laughs> side, Nicole. Men, men have emotions too. Do they? Big woman! Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, so he's I, just one of the girls. No, he's not. It's not. That's offensive. <laughs> he probably he doesn't like that. No one. No one likes that. I'm sure there are some people that are saying like, "Hey, you know, I, I, be just, part of the girls. I, I just, I just, I'm just one of the girls." You know, <laughs> I'm sure there there are some people, but other people don't like it. Yeah. You know, and, and Josh is one of those people. Oh, Russell Hans. He had a lot to say last night. Uh, he says, uh, "Already love the Louisiana boys. We coon asses." together what <laughs> coon asses is that something you only know if you live in louisiana <laughs> yeah what does that mean please inform us i don't know russell's also using a uh, hashtag survivor 29 nobody else is on that hashtag yeah yeah um so Ru- russell's uh doing his own hashtag um, so is that like the seth myers le- least used hashtags well uh, he does that as a segment yeah <laughs> i don't know survivor 29 could be it uh he's russell also said I've decided to actually watch a couple of seasons. Might actually learn something. Any advice which ones I should watch? Hashtag not mine. Do you have any advice on which season Russell should watch? Yes, he should watch you. Why? Why? Because you are a good player and he needs to recognize. Well, I I don't know if Russell needs to watch uh, this season. What? I mean, like, I feel like it would be fun to send Russell to go watch. Like, uh, what would be the most fun season to have Russell go watch? Um, well, I really only remember from the Amazon <laughs> that <laughs> and from when we started podca- podcasting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Russell also tweeted, uh, say my name, say my name. Uh, hashtag survivor, hashtag royalties, hashtag I wish. What is he talking about? Say my name. What is this like? Is ne- say my name, bitch. The, the never ending story. <laughs> Betrayal. <laughs> <laughs> These references. 
so why why does Russell need people to say his name? Because he needs and every season they have to be like, oh, Russell Hands, oh, Russell this is, Hands. Like, oh, this is. But then he complains when they start saying his name. It's like, oh, a season can't go by where they don't mention yeah, me. They have to say like, oh, this person's like the gay Russell Hands. Yeah, so and now he's person, begging. This is like the black Russell Hands. Yeah. So what what are they going to say? Like, uh, like, oh, this is like the. They're going to say, who's Russell Hands? <laughs> <laughs> no. How dare you, Nicole? Okay. Uh, Russell Hands also said, I think at John Rocker book is going to play just like I like. Welcome to the very elite villain family. Hashtag the Abby Maria. Hashtag Johnny Fairplay. Hashtag real villains. What? He didn't really seem like a villain. The, those are the four villains. The yeah. Mount Rushmore of villains on Survivor. It's Russell, Abby Maria, Johnny Fairplay, and John Rocker. Mm-hmm. Sounds about <laughs> right. That's it. <laughs> well, he's only watched a few seasons. Okay. All right. We got to get we got to uh get our a little bit of a palate cleanser now. Let's get to Eliza. Let's get to Eliza. We've been waiting all summer to hear what Eliza has to say about Survivor. Yes. Okay. Uh Eliza, guess who Eliza does not like? It's a woman. Julie. Yes. How yes. did you know? I I have a feeling. Okay. I uh, know uh what Eliza likes. You guys are two peas in a pod. You you no, know. I like Julie. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Eliza says, uh, Julie, you're the worst. No wonder John Rocker is your boyfriend. (gasps) Quote, being who I am and with who I'm dating, end quote, you are no one. Hashtag survivor. (laughs) Well, Eliza, out of the gate. Yes. Coming out hot. That is fierce. Coming out swinging. Jatia, I hope hope Jatia saw that one. Take notes, Jatia. No, Jatia said she's going to defend any of the new survivors because they can't tweet uh-huh. that she will be watching the former survivors and she will be defending them. Yeah. The, the, the defender of the new players could be, uh, has, has maybe has not responded yet. Well, Jatia, you are no match for our public defender, <laughs> Eliza. Public defender. <laughs> okay. Uh, here's Eliza again. She says, Okay. Girl who said she's never seen anyone use glasses to start a fire. Maybe you should have watched a couple of seasons of Survivor first. That burned. was Baylor. That was Baylor. You just got burned with glasses. Burned. <laughs> you just got burned with glasses. And finally, uh, Eliza says, damn, Julie, those are some massive grapefruit. Hashtag Survivor. I believe the correct term is papayas. <laughs> I believe that's what we're going with. I believe it's called boobies. Big woman. <laughs> so yeah, papayas. Mm-hmm. We're going with papayas. Uh, Stephen had some uh, some tweets last night. Okay, uh, Stephen says uh, about Nadia's quote. I'm just counting you as a girl. Uh, says uh, Nadia thinking her homophobia is adorable. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I I don't I don't think that Nadia was being homophobic. I don't think I so think either. That she just does. I don't think she realizes. She didn't think it was offensive. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I cut the twenties slack. Yeah, no, I don't think that she meant it to be to be mean. Okay, um, Steven says of John and Jacqueline, he tweeted, uh, he called them the D bag couple. I could see it. He said it on Survivor Know It Alls too that he thought John was a D bag. I could see them as a couple, the the D bag couple. Well, what did they do to be D bags? Like, oh, everyone's gonna think we're like this perfect married, this perfect couple, and we're so great. Yeah, yeah. You like couples who don't think they're great. 
I like couples who know they're not great. <laughs> okay. Uh, then Steven says, uh, Drew and Alex, the other D-bag couple. <laughs> that is true. Okay. And then finally, uh, Steven also said, uh, Jeff and the helicopter. D-bag the couple. Th- <laughs> third D-bag couple. Oh, Steven. Big woman. That was predictable. Yeah. All right. Well, that's, look, uh, that's comedy works in threes, Nicole. Does it? Yes. Everything works in threes. What does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? Okay. So uh, I do think that Je- Jeff Probst always has to uh, ride a helicopter like an idiot. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, can he sit, just sit in can the helicopter? Yeah, it's very dangerous how he rides the helicopter. Yeah. Like, uh, why, I, it's like a, gotta be like a show off. Mm-hmm. No one likes to show off. Yeah, just sit in the helicopter and put a seatbelt on. Mm-hmm. Jeff Probst. A little helmet. Look, Jeff Probst is a is a national treasure, and I don't think that Survivor can work without him. He's married and, and has kids now. Yeah, he, he has. A, to, this is the he has, has a family. He's running this TV franchise, and I I don't think you see Tyler Perry hanging out of uh, airplanes. No, he's just holding idols out of the airplanes. <laughs> is he? <laughs> yeah, uh, Tyler Perry engaged. Yeah. All right. Uh, do you want to delve into the uh, the John Rocker? <laughs> Just give me some good stuff. All right, all right. Uh, you know, maybe he might have deleted some stuff because I heard he was going he was going crazy, but I didn't uh, get the printouts. Yeah, uh, and and that we have to that I apologize on because that is beneath the standards of as a podcast to not be getting screenshots. Um, yeah, once again, people up your game. Yeah, uh, let's let's see. Um, somebody tweeted to him, uh, and uh, hey. Uh, sl- slow down with talking somebody's like uh, making fun of him and saying that he stutters and he says uh good advice uh word for a male uh, male chicken sucker uh did your seven <laughs> followers and your one friend help you come up with that nice life oh See, I, yeah i think what's happening is that a lot there's a lot of people on twitter who are sort of trolling john rocker and he's he's coming back swinging yeah People, you know, they get a little ballsy behind a computer screen. Yeah. And somebody else tweeted to him and said, uh, I thought at John Rocker book died. Uh, And he wrote back, at least when I die, people will actually notice. Oh, burn. Yeah. Why is he John Rocker book? Because I, I, I would imagine he started his Twitter when his book came out and he did write a book. Not a good Twitter handle. Would you put that on the Survivor book club? I would. <laughs> the John Rocker book? Yes, I would. Because <laughs> it depends uh, how far he goes. Yeah. Okay. All right, Nicole. Uh, so we talked about we talked about Survivor. We talked about the voicemails. Yes. Talked about uh, the big show next week from the Gotham Comedy Club. Yes. Very excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, is, is there anything else that we, that we did not get to talk about? Not that I can think of. Anything else Survivor related? Hmm. Not that I know of. All right. Do you know well, something I don't? No, nothing that I could think of. Anyway, um, I'm very excited to have uh, Survivor back. You know, I really, I, I really want to, you know, appreciate, you know, when it's on. Because there, there, maybe there could be a day when there is no Survivor. And then we'll all look back to these times and say, like, oh, that was really fun mm-hmm. when Survivor used to be on. Hopefully that won't be ever be. Remember that Survivor show? Uh, well, hopefully it won't be for a very, very long time. But I just want to make sure, you know, it's all like, uh, this is very fun that we get to do this every week. And I really appreciate that we have uh, this opportunity to talk to you guys and that, you know, you guys have found us and uh, continue to listen. So really greatly appreciate that. And I just want to say thank you because uh, it, it's, a, it's very, it's very hard work. 
Um, I started this morning uh, doing podcast stuff at about, uh, I think I, I, I sat down at like 10 after five. Uh, it's a quarter to 11 right now. It's uh, true. There's good. I have at least like another, you know, hour and a half of editing to do to try to, you know, stitch everything together that we recorded for this. But uh, very excited to be back going on, on Survivor. Yes, this is this is Rob's fun time. Yeah, this will be fun. And, you know, while I enjoyed Big Brother, I do. I love Big Brother. Uh, it was a long Big Brother season, 40 episodes. It was That's a lot. it was a rather predictable finish. I think from like a month and a half ago, we could have told you who the winner was going to be. So uh, there wasn't a lot of drama mm-hmm. down the stretch on Big Brother. So I'm very excited just to be going from that three episode a week grind of Big Brother to the more, you know, once a week sort of one big shot and just like preparing for one show a week as opposed to, you know, following Big Brother. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's three days a week, but then also you got to follow what's happening on the live feeds. Right. And the live feeds are a lot of work. So I'll also be back again on Friday night for the premiere of The Amazing Race 25. I actually really like this new season of The Amazing Race. Is this a, a woman without an arm? Yes. Interesting. They made a movie about her. Oh, is that right? Yes. Oh. Uh, they made a movie about her. And also from Survivor, Whitney and Keith, Nicole. Weath. Team Weath. Yes. Uh, Nicole, we talked about this on the Amazing Race preview that I did the other day with Jessica Leese. Uh, who are you rooting for? Team Weath 1, that's uh, Whitney and Keith, uh-huh. or Team Weath 2, Wes and Keith? Oh, that's a tough question. Who are you backing? Um, I'm going to go with Team Number one. It's a real Rafe's choice. Number one. Number one. You're yes. going with, with team uh, team Whitney and Keith. I love lovebirds. Yes. Well, if you said the other team Weath, I was going to say you disgust me. <laughs> but you do not. You do not disgust me, Nicole. Just, just dig deep, woman. Yeah, dig deep. Uh, hopefully, maybe if, if, if Keith and Whitney are in trouble, that Keith could just... Big woman. Yeah. I dare him say that to her. <laughs> yeah. He could do it. Yeah. He might. He I might think she'll do it. say that to him. That well, that would be inappropriate. Inappropriate. That would be inappropriate. Okay. So we're gonna get ready for the Amazing Race podcast. Uh this upcoming Friday night. I'll be live. We're gonna do those shows kind of like Survivor Know It Alls. Jess and I are gonna be live at 9 15 p.m. Eastern time. Amazing Race moves to Fridays this fall. I like that move because uh just this past Sunday when Peyton Manning was going into overtime, uh, and it was like, ooh, this is fun, rather than oh, what what time is the amazing race? race going to start yeah, now. Yeah. So that was, uh, I appreciate that. Okay. So uh, we're going to shift now more to the regular schedule for the fall. Uh, Kurt Clark and I are still going to continue to cover Utopia. Uh-huh. Uh, Utopia, they're still changing on? things up. It, yes, they just, well, Fox just announced that they're going to start voting people out of Utopia. Oh, really? Yes, they're changing. We're, we're going back to the drawing board. So it, Utopia is live? Yes, it's like Big Brother. Oh, but yeah. they don't vote each other out? You could go there. You could you could go and visit them. Why aren't we? Well, because we have stuff to do this weekend. But if we didn't, <laughs> I would go want to go visit them. Okay. They have like like a flea market and you can go visit them. That's crazy. Yeah, but that uh no, I don't think that many people go. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. That's the problem. <laughs> That's the problem. That's part of the problem. But uh we're cover- we're covering that and then Survivor Know It Alls uh won't be live this Wednesday. Uh it will be recorded. 
with Steven and then I will get it posted and I will definitely have the audio and I'm working on the video. Perfect. Yes. So uh, again, you know, it's not what anytime I leave the house, uh, anything could happen. That's why he doesn't ever leave. Yeah, that's right. Yes, that, that's right. And so uh, and then next Thursday, we'll, we will have an episode. I will be in New York, but I will have an episode of Rob's podcast with you. And uh, our guest next week will be. You have a guess? I have no clue. <laughs> Yes, it will be somebody else that we that some one of our other regular guests who we did not get to talk to last season. We have so many regular guests, we can't fit them all in a 13 or 14 episode Survivor yeah. season. So we had one season off last season from this guest, but he's back. It is the great Jonathan Penner. Ooh, Penner. La, la. Penner is back, Nicole. Yes, finally. We'll talk with Penner uh, after episode two of Survivor. So, uh, of course, then we'll Hold also... Hold on to your butt cheeks. <laughs> yeah, that's, coach. that's coach. Oh, wrong person. Uh, and then we'll also talk to the second person voted out of Survivor. So, mm-hmm. um, by the way, also, all of the Big Brother interviews are still up on robinswebsite.com. So, uh, so, so much to do. He's so busy today. We're very, very busy. And I, I haven't even talked about post-show recaps. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, but we got so much uh, Sons of Anarchy, Boardwalk Empire. I still have to watch that last episode. Yeah, we got a, a lot going on. Once Upon a Time, uh, all sorts of stuff uh, happening on Post Show Recaps. You watching Once Upon a Time? No, no, that's uh, Kurt Clark and Mike Bloom. Ooh. Yeah. All right. So, Nicole, we need a hashtag. Hashtag. We need a, ha- we need a hashtag. Um, so, we, you, you want me to, you want to you come up with something or, uh, or, or should I? How about you come up with it? I'll shut it down. You shut it down. <laughs> Why would you do that? Because so you know how it feels. Okay. Uh, what about uh, from earlier in the podcast? What about uh, hash hashtag come to my window? I don't want to know why. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, one day when Melissa Etheridge is on Survivor, you'll see why. Mm-hmm. All right. I think that we both know uh, what it should be. Dig woman. <laughs> Good? Good. Good. All right. Hashtag dig woman. Thanks so much, everybody. Uh, very much looking forward to what you guys have to say about the show. L- leave us a comment and uh, surely tweet us as well. I'm at Rob Sestrino. Nicole is at Nicole Loves Shoes. Uh, Kim Spradlin is at Spradlin Kim. Right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> yes. All right. And everybody have a great weekend and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye, Bye. guys.